Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Podeskew is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. And each week, we give a comedic take on all forms of entertainment, such as movies, music, video games, television, and much more. So put your shades on and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Shades on. We're on. Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my head roller, me, Rico. What's up, man? What's up, motherfucker? That's like your new immediate response now. Like, the last three episodes, that's been how you've been responding. It's pretty funny. Yeah, you know, I mean, you kind of corny. You said I'm fluent in motherfuckers, so I figured, that well, is, I might as well uh, that is use, true. My, use my fluency. I can't argue with that. I cannot argue with that. Um, Yeah, man, so we're into week two of our... October horror spooktacular whatever thing because we never came up with a name for it, but it is what we're doing. Yeah, I I wouldn't really know. I'd have to come up with a term, you know, the horror askew or or boo askew. Oh, I might have to go and change the description on the this week's release because it it hasn't gone out yet, and I put something. But I meant to show you that. Remind me later. Um, yeah. but. I uh the, so, the, the pod a spoo? No, that's no, that's terrible. Um, but anyway, we'll figure it out there. In the meantime, week two is we were originally gonna do zombies, and then realized a there's a fuck ton of zombie movies out there that we kept like we were like okay, well there's this one, this one, this one, this one, and we're like all right, we'll be good. And then we're like oh wait, then there's this one. Okay, we'll be good. Oh wait, there's this one. Okay, we'll be good. Oh. Wait, there's this one. And then it was like, oh shit, there's Resident Evil. And I, so I, I think I was the one that said, well, why don't we just break Resident Evil off and do just Resident Evil? And then, you know, maybe next year we'll do all the other zombie movies or whatever. It was, it was that. It was also the fact that I was, I was currently playing Resident Evil 4. Yes. And that sort of like sparked the, the interest in both because I just happened to be playing it. And it's like, well, fuck. Because a lot of it was streamability. Neither yeah. of us had all the streaming services that we, you and I use. No, there were not that many fucking zombie movies. And a lot of them, well, let's preface this. There are a lot of shitty zombie movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. There are more shitty ones than there are good ones. That's and, fair. Yeah. And, 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 and also, this sort of was sparked in part by Shaun the Dead. We were planning, like, maybe go 
the the hot the shot of the dead trilogy the cornettos trilogy yep leading up to zombies and then Stephen King happened to be having a birthday, and I'm like, well, fuck, we have to do a King of Horror kind of episode. Of course. And then, you know, our schedules just got all kind of mixed matched. And everything. Oh, we've, yeah, we've, we've rearranged this thing like four times since we came up on it. So, yeah. And even, even even this week, we flip-flopped two of them. So. so, yeah, we are basically doing the Resident Evil franchise, meaning the films, all six films, and I'll, I'll list them off really quickly. Yep. Uh, it is Resident Evil. Resident Evil Apocalypse, Resident Evil Extinction, Resident Evil Afterlife, Resident Evil Retribution, and Resident Evil The Final Chapter. Right. As well and as then, talking about the games. And we, yeah, we will be talking about the games now. We're not going to be doing deep dives on the games because, first off, there's one, two, three, four, five, six. It's seven. like 37. It, it is something like 30. It's a ridiculous amount of games. Now, in, in just for the. Um, purists out there they'll be like oh wait there's only eight yes there's eight main story resident evils seven technically eight coming early next year um early next year but then there's a whole bunch of in-between ones that are spin-offs and in-between stories and things like that so that's why there's all these extras so yes there are more than eight for those anal retentive people there there. are also comic books there's also animated uh Anna, and, uh, uh, sorry, Anna May did um, uh, no, uh, movies as well. I, I don't consider them anime um, in the true sense because anime is very very much about hand-drawn with CGI components, and mm-hmm. the Resident Evil ones are all CGI. Okay, well, so it's like, uh, what was it, the, the Animatrix uh, sequence where it's all CGI, but it's like clearly CGI anime. Which... The sequence, the Animatrix sequence. Which one was all CGI? I don't remember one that was all I, CGI. They're all. I remember. One. Oh, the one, the the flight of the Osiris. Yes, that yes. one is all CGI. Yeah, so it's 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 very much like the flow the flight of the Osiris, but right. um, and they're good. I have two of the four. I think I think there's four of those, and I have two of them. And I actually was going to try to watch a couple just so I could reference them for today. Extra credit kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I I didn't get a chance to just life gotten away and actually been you know I, I hopefully he's listening but I, i've actually been hanging out with todd online a little bit outside of uh get vocal um yeah. I, i'll give you a heads up he's got a, a discord server that i did invite you to so next time you log into mm-hmm. discord you should, you'll probably have an invite to that um right and we've actually we've been playing cards against humanity if you've ever played mm-hmm. that um there's a digital version so you can play it like on I, the screen I, yeah i played that with you were you there? I don't remember you being there. Yeah, dude, I was there for the Get Vocal after we did the Get Vocal. It wasn't Cards Against Humanity. It was very similar. It's called yeah, something was... else, but it's basically Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, I yeah. was there, dude. I, 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 I played I played like a bunch of rounds with you guys. I don't remember that at all. Wow, someone needs an intervention. Well, it was a rough night. Um, I do remember, because you must have fucked off, and I, I, was, I do remember it was, by the end, it was his friend, uh, Kim, I think her name is, and then Jess yeah. and myself and Ariel and him. And yeah. yes, I might have been drunk, but Jess and Ariel progressively were getting hammered. And so yeah. it got... I, I actually told you, I was like, I got to go so I could watch Resident Evil. And you were like, ah, you're such a pussy. I'm like, all right. I uh, I, yeah. I remember that, but I could have That's how I know was... you were drunk. You were doing New Year's, CJ. <laughs> I know it wasn't that bad. but um, You were kind of that bad. Well, I apologize. Um, In any event... Oh. 
You don't mean it, though. Uh, oh, stop it. Um, but yeah, so we're we're gonna get back into we're gonna get into these these movies, these games, and and hopefully have a, a good time talking about it all. So I want to start with. Uh, should we start with a little bit of the history of the game, or should we just because that's what inspired said movies? I mean, this is gonna be all you because the only game, just as a preface, that I played is Resident Evil Four. I played like thirty minutes of Code Veronica, and I fucking hated it. Code Veronica is one of those in between games we talked about, and it's honestly not yeah. very good. It's not considered to be one of the better Resident Evil, even the in between ones, because some of the in between ones are considered to be good, but they're not canon, if you will. Sure. Or or they're or they are canon, but they're not. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Though it's like, yeah. Well, I'll also add like the the franchise of movies, the six films we're talking about, have a hard time sticking to their own canon as well. But we'll get to that when we get um, to that. A little bit, a little bit. He here's well, yeah. Like you said, we'll get to it because I have some thoughts on that. But I know what you're saying. Um, the game actually started in Japan, as most games do. Um, in 1993, and it's actually mm-hmm. called Biohazard in Japan. It's not called Resident Evil. Um, Which, name... what a weird late. Like, Re- Resident Evil has always kind of mystified me as a title. Biohazard makes absolutely more sense. I don't know why they, the translation got askewed. Well, there's, so... there's an, I actually have an answer for that. There, right. there, is, there was a DOS game, uh, a computer game, called biohazard it was already registered as a trademark at the time and then and there's also a a metal band uh they they're listed here as a hardcore punk band but i wouldn't call them punk i'd call them metal called biohazard and they're based out of new york and so capcom trying to just avoid any legal entanglement said if we call it something else then these guys can't come say something so and and maybe even, and we can get to it again later, but the last one that came out is called Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Biohazard, So I'm yeah. wondering if that is actually meant as a kind of like a callback to the original title, even though the game is very, very different from the original title. But I think it's them having their cake and eating it too. It's, a little bit. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's saying it's, we're not calling it technically Biohazard, but we are saying it's Resident Evil. You know, so... The band or 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 the other gaming company can't be like, "Hey, you're calling your game Biohazard." Like, no, we're calling it Resident Evil Biohazard. Right. Well, this. Which, well, I think I think I don't know. I don't know if the company who made the game Biohazard is still functioning, and I know for a fact that the band Biohazard, I'm pretty sure, is defunct at this point. So, what do, what do they call Seven in Japan? They call it Biohazard. Biohazard. That's a good question. I don't know. I doesn't. It doesn't. Or do they just say. call it Biohazard Seven? Uh, they, they could. They could. They could. I'm gonna see if I can get that answer real quick without spending an hour looking for it. They, they call but, it. This is what they call. It. They call it Biohazard Seven. Uh, colon not Veronica. Um. Now, according to this, that's actually the ninth major installment in this series. So I don't know what the other two that it's referring to are, but I'm not gonna. Oh, they're talking about the Revelations games. Okay, that's interesting. I wouldn't have called Re- Revelations part of that, but fair enough. Um. Every fucking franchise has got to have the title Revelations or Resurrection or Retribution. They love those fucking words. In in like the only thing that like didn't have it was like Underworld. Underworld didn't have Resurrection or Retribution or blah 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 blah. I'm not getting a solid answer to your question, Rico. But it, I think you're right. I think in Japan it's just Biohazard Seven. I don't think that it's, makes sense. 
Um, I don't think they're calling it Biohazard 7 Biohazard. I think it's just... I know. That, yeah. that was more of a joke. Well, I realize that, but I'm just... I mean, I, I guess it could have been possible. Now, there was a sure. game released, and I can't get the details on it again without digging deeper, and I, I don't want to do that, but it's called... Uh, where did it go? It's called Biohazard 7, the Dark Cloud Edition. I don't know what that is in reference to, but I think that's a Japan only title anyway. So, uh, but the as game, what's as, as yeah, uh, the game is the the Resident Evil One, the first one, and I didn't play one one because. Not long after Resident Evil 1 came out in 1996 for the PlayStation, because that's where Resident Evil made its debut in America, um, they released Resident Evil, the director's cut, mm-hmm. which is a slightly different version of the game. It, the, the basic mechanics and stuff are the same. I think there's a couple extra areas and maybe an extra scene or something. Like, it's not drastically different, but that's the first you one get, I played. You get extra shit if you beat the game within three hours. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, there you go. Look at you. I I've never beat these games like speedrun style, so I'm yeah. That yeah. that is skills that you and I like. Even you like would take a lot of effort to like. All right, I'm gonna speedrun this shit. That's a lot of effort because a lot of it is roaming around scavenging shit to open and unlock other shit to scavenge. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I guarantee nobody played it the first time and did a speedrun like that. They probably played through it. Mm-hmm. learned where everything was, maybe even mapped it out somewhere, like like literally hand-drew a map out on like a mm-hmm. piece of paper somewhere. And then when they were done, they ran through it again and just went nuts. You know what I mean? And that's when they do your speed run. Because I would imagine for a, for a horror-themed game, the whole point of it is the ambiance of slowly going around corridors that are dark-lit and gloomy and spooky. No one wants to run through a fucking haunted house as quickly as possible. You want to be careful and make sure there's nothing peeking at you around the corner. Well, and that's the interesting thing that we'll get to a little bit later is that that's what... And listen, we talk about the spoilers for the audience. I'm telling you now there's going to be some spoilers for you. Because the games change very drastically from 1 to 6. And then then even more drastically to 7. But 7... While it's called Resident Evil 7, I do kind of feel like it's its own little standout, standout, standalone. Um, it's it's sort of it's sort of Halo like esque in the sense no, that it's, it's first person. You know, it's well, it is first person, but that's not why I was saying that. It, you know, what it really is, Rico. It's a soft reboot. We always talk about soft reboots on movies. It's kind of a soft reboot of of the game franchise. Well, you could also argue there was a soft reboot starting with Resident Evil 4, correct? Yes, but the difference is you were dealing with a lot of the same characters, and it does kind of tie back because they do reference the T-Virus, even though you don't see it. Um, so it, it's not so much a soft re- that Okay, then if that's a soft reboot, this is a full reboot. But the problem then is that one of the characters from the previous six is making an appearance in eight. So I don't know... How... Well, they did that in the in the movies as well. Like, well, yeah, and that's that's a problem, and we'll we'll get there because that that character consistency for me in the movies was probably my biggest problem with the whole the whole friend or or, or just plot devices and plot holes. You're just like, what the fuck? Like, why end a movie like that and then start it completely different? It's so weird. Yeah, it was a little weird, um, especially because I the... think you had the same writer for all six films. I think Paul W. S. Anderson oh. wrote all six of these things. 
even though he didn't direct yeah, them. Yeah, I've got my look. There are some things about the franchise about the franchise of films that I enjoy. There are a lot that I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! But I will. I admire a franchise that tries to be consistent and still has the same writer. But motherfucker, that director... and for the most part, the same director. Because I think we talked about it off air. Four of the six films are directed by Paul W. S. Anderson. It's like three and or two and three. I think are the ones that are not directed by Correct. him. Um, but he's still a producer and a writer on it, so I'm sure he had some kind of input. And, in, yeah. and Mila Yo, uh, Jovovich, Jovovich uh, yeah. is is married to the director. Which he so wasn't had... at the time, though. Like, I did some research. Right. They got married during the the run of the series, but when it started, she wasn't. She was married to... Um, but... Somebody else, like the, another director. His name escapes me right now. I can look it up, but I think I might have been, I think I'm, I know she. I think she dated Luke Besson. No, she, she was, was married with... to him. That's that's who it is. I knew. Okay, I knew if you so... said it, I would. I would know it. Yeah, she was married to Luke Besson for a while, and then right. Who, if I recall, that... directed Fifth Element, where she basically started. So yeah. Although, if you really want to get into technicality, her first movie was Return to Blue Lagoon. Did you ever see Blue Lagoon with Brooke Shields? Actually, I'll back you up. That I think our first one was Daisy Confused. Wasn't that before that? I know because she was fifteen in Return okay. of Blue Lagoon. Okay, and then she did Confused. Because Daisy Confused, most people don't realize she's in it because she says I think one line in the entire fucking movie. And she's and she's like promoted heavily on like all the posters and yep. everything. But like, yep. and the, she, all of her shit was cut. Like most of her shit was cut. She was fucking furious oh, I didn't and know actually that. left America and went to Europe. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer. All right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs. Picking up one Dutch's potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip, dip, and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi. All new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. And, like, took a hiatus of her acting career for three years. She was like, fuck Americans. Oh, wow. Like, I'm, I'm, like she's like, the experience of being in a movie, and then, like, she thought it was going to be her breakout, and then have it be drastically fucking reduced to just a single line or, like, five lines or something. Yeah. She was like, I'm not happy. She went back to modeling. Well, and, and to that point, her husband and... and... I'm guessing then boyfriend or whatever, because you can't imagine she just met this guy and married him. Like they probably dated for a while or whatever. Likes to make her naked on camera a lot. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you a little bit of uh, trivia. There, I, I didn't listen to it, but uh, apparently in the commentary for I want to say the second or third film. I mean, yeah. we, we uh, if you're if you're paying close attention, you can usually see her breasts usually in a tank at yep. some point or when she wakes up in the first film and she's like knocked out in the shower and blah, blah, I blah, think, blah. I think the third one is the where you get the the most visual that you're going to get. But yeah. Yeah. 
But I so I think of the second one they did the commentary and he made she made a joke saying, "Oh, you can see one of my nipples." That's that clearly shows how dedicated I am to this craft. And then uh, Anderson said, "Well, if you're really dedicated, you would show both of them in the next film." And then she did. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, I mean, but she's been but, she's been doing that shit since, like, I mean, even even the Fifth Element. There's a brief period where she's completely naked that you see her and you see nipple and stuff. So she's got this yeah, thing she, with being naked on camera. So I don't know if she does, but clearly the men that she dates and then marries do. Yeah, but she's not Let's really a, she's not putting up much of a fight about it either. I mean, if you think well, about she's it, a, she's a model. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, look, I don't have a problem with it. And oh, of course, I, of course you don't. I don't either. I don't have a problem. Yeah. Um. I, I do have to say, and and I've and I've thought this every time I've watched these movies. Because oh, so to be fair, up until this getting ready for this, I'd only seen one and two. So four through six mm. were were new experiences for me. Um, I'd actually seen part of three, but not yeah. the whole film prior to this run. And now now I've seen all six. Um, and I and hadn't we'll, seen five and six. Yeah, I, I, I just had, it's not, you know what it is? They did something with these movies that I appreciate, but it also made it difficult for me to figure out what's what, because they didn't say Resident Evil 1, 2, 3. They just said Resident Evil, colon, blah, blah, blah. What, you know, Extinction, right. Apocalypse, whatever. And so when you're trying to figure out what's what, it can get a little like, all right, is this one 2 or is this one 3? I mean, like, at least for me it was. So when I finally got the set and they ran it, they literally says on the back, this is the order. It's like, all right, well, now I know which one to watch. I mean, my my recommendation, unless they're doing, like, prequels in the middle of a trilogy or, 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 or a saga or something, sure. where, like, the continuity is all fucked up, but that's intended, sure. always go through the, the year of release. That'll always be the clo- the best way of, of it. Right, of, but uh, unless, I, unless I went on to, like, IMDb or whatever, I never was in a position to see what year it was released or in comparison to the ones around it. So, like, I... Sure. It would be like, all right, well, this one was like, and I'm making up a year because I don't have them in front of me. But like, this was 2014. Okay, well, what, what is this the one that came out? You know, when did this one come out in relation to the other ones? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I knew, I knew yeah. the final chapter, not just because was it's the called, last one, yeah, right, and not just because it's called the final chapter, but like I knew that that was the most recent release. Like, if they'd called it right. something else, I would have still known that was the the last one. It was the the meat in the sandwich. I didn't know. I knew the first one. I knew the last. one. <laughs> I knew the first three. I knew I knew those were in the order they were. It was the final three. I, was, I mean, obviously from I, it was four and five that I was like, I don't know which is fucking which. Right. I don't know, but right. I, but I guess the titles do help, in, you know, because it does get more and more bleak in the title names. You know? Um, yeah, I. I mean, personally, I would have called the final chapter Afterlife and called Afterlife something else, but that's just me. Um, well, afterlife makes sense after extinction. I guess, but there wasn't to me. There wasn't. It wasn't an afterlife kind of thing. But anyway, that's a whole different. You know. I was waiting for them to do like Resident Evil and then have like the the subtitle be um, cleansed or something, just for the just for the fucking whole uh, the gag of Resident Evil colon cleansed. You know, because cleanse yeah. sounds like a fucking zombie outbreak thing. We're going to cleanse the earth, but then colon cleanse, just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a biohazard right there. There you go. There you go. Um, So, real quick, getting into the in, into the specifics of the films, 
if I'm if I'm reading this right, Rico, do you want to know? No, this is for the franchise, not for any particular film. For the franchise, do you want to guess what's that? You're talking about rebooting it. No, are you curious about the the budget and then and then what it made? Because I have that. Sure, I I know they all made money. Right, no, they all made money. But here's the thing that's interesting. If I'm reading this right, and this infor- and uh, this is from Wikipedia, so I'm not 100 percent that this is accurate information because it feels off. But if it's accurate, the total budget for the three movies, or the, sorry, the six movies, is 280 million dollars. That's way lower than I thought. Right. It made 1.23 billion worldwide. I believe that. I you know. do believe that. Yeah. These movies are I would, these, these movies and these games are insanely popular. People don't, you know, I think I think some people don't realize how how popular they are. Oh, they're all they're they're definitely a staple of like you talk about Super Mario, you talk about Donkey Kong, you have to talk about Resident Evil. You have to. Yeah, well, cuz it, it launched it's up there with Halo. Well, and and Resident Evil is credited for launching the horror genre survivor it's called here i have it right here because it, it talks about it uh, the survivor survival horror genre was created by resident evil you don't get games for those that are gamers out there listening you don't get silent hill without resident evil you know you don't you don't i'm trying to think of other ones like that you probably don't get some of these even even some of the last like, of us last of us you probably don't no well last of us is Slightly different, but yeah, you probably don't get that to a lesser extent. You probably you don't, don't get even that. get you don't even get Halo. I mean, Halo has a lot of horror theme shit in it. Yeah, but it's different. I've played Halo, and Halo I think you get because of the games like Doom. I don't think you get Halo because of Resident Evil. That's me. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Halo and Doom are more associated, but I'm talking about like the flood sequences in Halo was sure. pretty. If you're not. If you're thinking this is just gonna be like, hey, I'm shooting aliens, and then all of a sudden it's like these weird zombie creatures, then all then then that's probably a throwback or inspired by Resident sure. Evil. Sure. I, I'm agreeing with you. Resident Evil definitely paved the way. And I'm not even the one making that statement. Like, there's other people that believe that. I'm just messenger in that one. You know, what I mean, I no, agree Wikipedia with it. But like, said it. If Wikipedia said it. Must be true. No, I, I've I've heard other people <laughs> say it. I'm you know to to give it some some. I know you're making a joke, but to give it some credibility. Guys I know that are heavy in the games that have written for, like, websites about gaming, like Mark. Mm-hmm. Mark will tell you that whether he's a fan of the series or not, Resident Evil sets the standard for... Because he's a bigger Silent Hill fan than Resident Evil. He'll tell you that uh-huh. right off. But he, he still gets that you don't get the Silent Hill without Resident Evil. Especially because Capcom made both games. That's, you know, sure. you know the other thing. Um, I was waiting for, like, them to have a reference of... Like a Silent Hill character, like what's his name, Pyramid Manor. Yeah, the the thing with Resident Evil and Silent Hill is, and I, and I wish Mark was here to to clarify because I know he knows. But I think there was not. I think there was a lot of bad blood between the development teams on those two games, mm. so they don't tend to get along. Yes, these are movies, but I have a feeling they did the same. Like, let's not blend that for that reason. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I won't. I want to get into the first movie because we, we, we've been talking for a while now and I haven't really gotten into the movie. But I, I think it was sure. good to kind of just have a general Resident Evil discussion before we, we got into that. But um, sure. uh, so the first movie, I, I will tell you that I saw the first one. I, I, here, this will surprise you. I don't think I've told you this. I saw the first one in theaters. So that was 2002, I want to say? Uh, yes. 
Actually, I've got, I've got the years. I've got it right I here. I've, I've got, got it here. Years. Okay. Yep. I saw that in in uh, theaters. Okay. And I because I I was a huge fan of the games. Like it, like we said, the games came out in '96. So by 2002, they'd been out for a while. I played. I think by that point, three or four of the games were out. I'm trying to see the mm-hmm. release dates here. Uh, by 2002, yeah. By 2002, the remake for GameCube had already been out. So to give you an idea. You know, it's it's okay. been you know they were they were four came out in two thousand five um, for the GameCube. You actually didn't get it on PlayStation until a couple of years later. Like there was a licensing thing, and it was an ex- GameCube right. exclusive for a while. But which, without getting into a whole gaming thing, really was kind of a surprise for uh, for Nintendo to do uh, not a not an exclusivity thing, but for Nintendo to do that type of game as the exclusivity. They tended to make mm-hmm. their exclusives more like Mario and Zelda and Kirby and Smash Brothers and those more like friend, family, friend, you know. And right, Resident Evil's not bad. <laughs> no, you know. So uh, the only family friendly that would be associated would be like the fucking Manson family, for Christ's sake. Yeah, right. Um, it's like, hey, we're gonna have a party pack. Yeah, Dauber. <laughs> um. So I I saw Resident Evil. Uh, in theaters, and was mildly confused. I'll be honest with you, <laughs> coming out of it, okay. because and uh, keep in mind, I'm 22 at that point, and not that that makes me young, but like I'm not, I'm certainly not as versed as you I were am. The demographic. I was definitely the demographic, but I certainly wasn't. I wasn't knowledged as much as I am in like the the way to do things, especially with movies and games and things like that. Um, right. And I say that because I, when I watched this one now, the first one again, which I've seen it multiple times. I saw it in the theater. I actually owned number one before we did this. Um, right. I went and bought the other five to get ready for it, but I, I had already owned one anyway because I did enjoy it. As confused as I was, that's the thing. As confused as I was... I did in what's that? It was entertaining. It was entertaining and it still felt like Resident Evil. It may not have been a carbon copy of the game or that was my confusion. My confusion was it wasn't um true to the story of the game. And so mm-hmm. I was really confused like why did they go this direction? But mm-hmm. that aside, it still had enough of the Resident Evil elements that made me go, Okay, I still enjoyed this. It was it was a good movie. Yeah, um, Umbrella Corporation is still featured. The mansion. You get your secondary, you, the mansion. You get your secondary characters. Uh, Alice was a complete new thing. I mean, obviously they were trying to make, uh, at least for the first film, an Alice in Wonderland allegory. Well, maybe, but that's not. So that's what I was getting to. I talked. I didn't talk to anybody. Who am I saying? I watched a featurette on the first one, where they talk <laughs> to Paul W. W.S. Anderson about making the first movie. And yeah. he said that he was a huge fan of the games. Huge fan of the games. Especially the first one. Not that he didn't like the other ones, but the first one specifically. He said he like, when he turned it on and started playing it, he shut his life down for like three months and just played Resident Evil. Like, I don't know how, with all respect to him, I don't know how great of a uh, director he is that he had. Maybe he's got the money he can afford to do that. But regardless, he did. 
and you know that's also not a i mean that's a both a winner and a loser in terms of like say dude this game is so great it'll ruin your life for three months and i mean there, i have i can't argue with that because there are, are games i don't know if Resident Evil will be one of them for me but there are games i've played that have absolutely done that where it's literally like jonesing to get back on the game and keep yeah, playing it, so resident evil is the crystal meth of of, of video games it'll fucking no. you'll enjoy your time but you will lose time yeah i mean uh your, your children will walk in the room and be like oh my god father yeah. <laughs> he emerges. Did you ever see? There was a commercial where it showed like a dad had been gaming nonstop for like Call of Duty or some shit. Oh, really? And then, he, and then he comes out, and like his wife and his children are like, "Oh my god, are we really seeing him, father?" He's like, "I'm done. I beat the game." Oh my god, father! He's like, "Oh my god, who are you people? I am your son. Hello, father." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so funny. Um, but I I wanted to. It's so weird. I'm looking at something on Wikipedia while I'm talking, and it's distracting me. But it's about the movie. It's just throwing me off. It's a character list and what characters were in what movies. And they're saying characters were in these movies I don't remember seeing. And we just did these movies. So, like, I'm like, I don't know about that. So, maybe you can help me clarify when we get there. But, anyway. So, what Paul was saying was... Because I don't want to keep saying Paul W.S. Anderson. That's going to get old. Um what yeah, what Anderson was saying was that he loved the game so much, but he didn't think doing a carbon copy of it would do the game justice, and uh-huh. he also didn't want to ruin the game experience for those who were going to get to play the game, or or maybe be inspired by watching the movie and saying, "Oh, I think I want to go check out this game now," and and go back to it. So he wrote with that in mind when he wrote the first movie. He wrote it as a prequel to the first two games, actually. Because by the time the first movie came out, the first two games were already well-released and and popular. Which I actually told you uh, off-screen, the original title was Resident Evil Ground Zero. And then 9-11 had just happened. They're like, nope, we'll just call it Resident Evil. I will also mention, this the first film had so many other writers pitching their own stories and ideas, uh, not to mention George Romero, Night of the Living Dead, George Romero, King of the Zombies, right. had his own fucking version, and it was more of a budgetary cost. As a, like Everyone liked his script, but it was more of like similar thing. He was really kind of adapting the first game, and, the, and then uh, Anderson pitched his, like, what if we do a fanfic prequel? type of situation now, does that mean we're all going to be calling for the romero cut is that is that what's going to happen no now? no, no. <laughs> personally i'd like to actually see the anderson cut because you know that that was a weird all of his fucking movies are just so fucking weird to me um i wish he had cut certain things that's the anderson cut i'd like it's just you know no movies <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so he but, he, ma- he makes this this. So it turns out it's a, it's a like I said a prequel of sorts to the first two games, and also as I as he spoke, it's kind of working the whole series. I think is working in congruence with the first with the game. So you're see when you're watching the movie, this is happening over here while the games are happening over there. Like it's right. it's that kind of thing through the whole movie series i i kind of feel like now and and to a point they reconverge a little bit here and a little bit there but as a as a whole 
they're kind of running parallel to one each other as opposed to being direct um, sequels or direct stories to, to they're each other. In, they're indirectly related. And in some ways, they're directly related because you have characters right. that come straight out of the game that show up in, in not in the first one, but in the subsequent sequels. That but, but how accurate they are to the characters that are in the game as compared to the movies is debatable. Well, n- visually speaking... Some. Like, like Ada Wong is is well cast. Um, Actually, better cast in the game, if you ask me. Like... Well, it's actually the same actress. She dubbed the actress in the game who plays Ada Wong in two and four. Yeah, uh, dubbed the actress in the film. Right, but the but the mocap is not a, a, an Asian woman. It's it's some right. flat out white woman. So I'm saying, like, I feel like they, you know, we talk about, you know, whereas you know, I, but on the other hand, I feel like the actor who plays Leon is absolutely miscast. But he looks just like him. No. No, he's the hair not the whole all... bit. The hair, maybe, but like, how fucking? I got, I got a bigger, pro- I got a bigger problem with, um, and I hate to say this because I love the actor, but I had a bigger problem with Wentworth Miller being Chris Redfield. To be very I, honest I with was, you, I mean, I don't know a lot of Chris Redfield because he, I haven't gotten the fifth game, but he's jacked in like six two. Like, well, it's hard to do that. I mean, like, no, but not they, everybody can be. Chris Hemsworth. No, no, I get that, but like even the guy, even the guy who, um, and I don't remember his name, and I the character's name, I don't remember the actor's name either, but he's the cowboy from the third one. He also plays Johnny Cage in the Mortal Kombat movie. Uh-huh. Um, also he, directed by Anderson. He would have been a better Chris Redfield to me. Not, sure. and that's not from a visual perspective. So, sure. Because I like Wentworth Miller. He's fantastic on all those CW shows. I know he was huge on um, Prison Break. I never watched it, so I can't speak to that as much. But He actually know. made a connection. He's, the fact that his, his character was introduced in a prison. Yeah. And his first line is like, I know a way to get out of here. He said he was really trying to avoid comparing his character to Prison Break as it was in Afterlife or whatever the fuck it it's is. A, it's, yeah, Afterlife. I know that one. Um. But, for, you know, I'll give you my fan casting for Leon, and you can tell me if you would agree with it. In terms of cadence, and yeah, they got to, like, lengthen his, his bangs a little bit, but I would have gone uh, Jensen Ackles. I don't know who that is. He's the guy from, he plays one of the brothers in Supernatural, but he also played, he did the voice of Red Hood in Under the Red Hood. And I'm tell and like as I was doing all my trivia uh, um, and research on this franchise, he was the fan favorite, and like he was offered the role of Leon way back in the fourth film, and then it just they just ended up constantly rewriting him out, and then negotiations and and scheduling. But Jensen Ackles for me would have been the perfect choice for Leon as if, if he grew his hair out and dyed yeah. it blonde, because that's the other thing. Like he's he's yeah. got dark hair. I almost feel like. Jared Padalecki, the guy that stars with him, is almost a closer look. Either I think I think either of them would have been really good, but I think Jensen has that because for me, Leon is not a super tall character. He's average height. He I, looks I, like he's I would six put foot. I would yeah at at, at most I was gonna say five right. ten to six foot. Yeah, I would agree with you there. And sure. Jen, and Jensen is sort of that. A is sort of that area and he's he's got like the shoulders you know you look at Leon he's not a big dude 
but he looks like he can kick the fuck out of somebody. See, J- Whereas, Jensen actually would have been a better Redfield. As he is currently, like, as, as at least the picture I'm looking at IMDb for Supernatural, he would have been perfect Chris if Redfield. If he yoked up a little bit more, I would agree. He's actually, at least his picture, he looks pretty yoked. I, I don't know how big he actually is. I still, I still think if they ever do, like, a live-action Jason Todd, he would have been, he's still the best representation I've seen. Like, of all the voice actors, he, he nailed uh, under the Red Hood. Yeah, I mean, he's he's yoked there, but, like, and Sam Pedal, uh, not Sam, uh, Jared Pedalecki, who plays Sam, is, um, he's just really tall. Like, really, really, really tall. He's, like, 6'5". Just to give so, you a comparison. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I see it, and, and once I'm done with 4, I'm going to move on to 5, and I know Chris Redfield is the main character. What I didn't appreciate is introduce Chris Redfield and then drop him completely and never mention I, what happens. I, yeah, I, I did. I had a, I, I agree with you. I had a huge problem with that as well. And Chris, by the way, Rico, I know you're you're going to see him for the first time in five, but he actually makes his debut in one. He's he's one of the main characters yeah. in one. Um, no, the, I, I, the I know, I knew that. I just, okay, but but I mean, if you look at I that mean, real quick, if you just look at this picture, that's that's fucking. Oh, it just disappeared on me. Hold on, uh, back up. Come on, fucker. That's a, that's him. That to me on the right, right here. That looks, and that's from the game. That's the game. He kind of has like a Carl Urban kind of. Look I could see him. that too. Yes, that would be another good. You know, I think Carl Urban might be a little old for him from an age perspective. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I fucking hate it when like they they like Retribution is the most fan service film, and it just felt shallow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, like Retribution introduced all the previous characters of like the first two or the first three films, right? And then just put them in as clones and different versions and blah blah blah. Like, how fucking awesome we were! Like, dude, Michelle Rodriguez Rain is coming back. That's fucking cool. And then it's like, yeah. oh, it's weird how they did that. And then Leon, and then they drop Carlos. Chris, like, yeah. Yeah, it's just well, Chris it was really weird. Chris wasn't in Retribution. He was no. in. He was in Afterlife. He was in Afterlife once and then gone. The, that was it. The, the weird choice for for carryover from Afterlife to Retribution, while I didn't have a problem with it, was Luther West. That was the interesting carryover for me because Luther was the basketball player. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and he's on the strike team in Retribution. You know, so. And he's and he, and he's actually a really interesting character in Afterlife. Agreed. But I don't I don't I, I don't know his character in the games, but he's not that, that he doesn't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what a, a fucking... lot a lot of these characters, by the way, like Rain, Luther, um, Alice, like we talked about. You know, uh, they're not games. they're not in these games at all. You know, so or at least not the the main canon games. They might be in some of these side off games I've never played, but. I also felt that Luther's death was absolutely fucking disrespectful. That refresh, was just refresh my memory on how he died because I don't recall. Rain fucking Mortal Kombat's his fucking ribs and stops his heart. That's right. Yeah, I I didn't get that death. I didn't. It didn't make sense to me. I don't. You know, like if you want to kill the character off, um, fine. But it just seemed like a, a like you said a bad way to to do it. You know, the guy just the other, disrespectful. Not only that, but like I mean. There's another guy in that same movie who was introduced in that movie and killed in that movie. Um, and I believe, uh, 
I believe it's Kevin Durant's character, Barry Burton. He gets slashed by the guy, and he's got a big thing up his face by the end of it. He went out in a bit of a blaze of glory. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, when I saw that, I said, fuck you. Because, like, he, like, got shot down, threw his gun up, collapsed like he's dead, opened his eyes, caught his gun as it landed back in front of him, and then shot uh, Colin Sam. That part was was dumb. I agree with you, but the but the just sitting there and kind of making your stand while everyone else can can run away. That part was cool. That that one sequence you're talking about's a little eh, but the the overall yeah. concept was a kind of a good way to go. Um Sure. And I, I, I want, but I like the actor that he killed. Oh yeah. The 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 guy who's in the first movie who plays like the head of the of the unit. I yeah. don't even know if they give him a fucking name. They do. But... They do. Um hold on. I I've got it here. Uh, the actor, the actor's name is Colin Salmon. I've actually, like, he was in the Pierce Brosnan Bond films, and Pierce Brosnan gave his um, approval that if they ever made, if they ever recast Bond and, and had him be black, that it would be Colin Salmon. And and then the name of the character is James One Shade, like one's Got like it. a nickname. So James Shade is his name, and then yeah. But they they never say it. I I think they call him One a few times. Well, they call him James or something. Yeah, no, I think they call him right. one because that's his like nickname or call sign, whatever you want to call it. You know. But they also never, you never hear Alice's name in the first film. You actually don't even know her name is Alice until the credits. I thought they said I it looked, at least I once. Looked, I looked it up. Okay, I believe you. Yeah. It, to that same effect, and I, I'm trying to find out, see if I can find the guy's name. Um, her, her, you know, for lack of a better phrase, husband in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is a guy I like quite a bit as an actor, and I hate to say that and not know his name, but um, I'm trying to find oh, it. I, oh, I didn't realize you could still see my screen. Uh, let me see oh, down here. Hold on, I'm just seeing if it's down further. No, nope. okay. I'll find it. It's uh, it's not it's Matt. Cool. Matt's Matt's the guy. He um, maybe it's Spence James Purfoy. That's Spencer. it. Spencer. Yeah. yeah, I I I'm a fan of his. He I I love him in in A Knight's Tale. He was mm-hmm. in a um he was in a show a TV show with Kevin Bacon about like a being a serial killer he was a serial mm-hmm. killer that was like obsessed with Edgar Allan Poe I forget the name of what the show was called but he had like a cult it was crazy but it was really good um right. but he's a good actor I, I like I like him as a as an actor and and so I never having seen the movie you know we we talk about on this show all the time like oh do you remember the first time you saw so and so. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. crap, yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, he was in that right. movie or that show, and fuck, I didn't realize that was him. You know, same thing here. Like, I didn't realize that was him, you know. I'll, I'll give you uh, some more background trivia. Um, at the end of the first film, and I think the narrator is actually, so you, at the end, you see a, a close-up of a doctor with his mask covering his face, not unlike what we all go through now. Yeah. You just see his eyes. Yeah. And then he says, like, I want, him for the nemesis project where he's talking about yeah, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. That is played by Jason Isaacs. Right. You would rest. You would recognize Jason Isaacs for, for those who don't know, he played Lucius Malfoy yep. in the Harry Potter films. And he was intended to co- keep coming back, but they couldn't get him to come back for scheduling reasons or whatnot and whatnot. So then they created the antagonist, Dr. Isaacs for him. Okay. Yep. As, as and, a nice little uh, homage. 
Oh, it was a man is an homage. It was, so it wasn't like a fuck you. It was an homage kind of. No, thing. no, no, no. It was like, oh fuck, we can't get Isaacs. Well, all right, we'll we'll give a nice little fucking love to him. Well, that's kind of neat. That's kind of cool. Then I got I got to give credit to that. Like, see, what I'm saying no. though. Like, I'm looking at this list, and I know I took the screen down for you, but like Spence, James Purfoy, they say he's in five and six. I don't remember seeing him in those movies. I don't either. Maybe no, probably in like flashbacks or something. Was there flashbacks? Because they keep doing that. At the beginning of each movie, it shows like a fucking cycle of like previously on Resident Evil. Like they do that whole fucking montage of of the bi- you know, the the um, the T virus, you know, being thrown, and then you know the sewers in the first uh, movie, and then the fucking her running the streets with fucking uh, uh, Jenny Valentine and shit like that. Which, not gonna lie, it actually I didn't know who the fuck. I didn't know it was the same actress who played Jenny Valentine in two Jill. coming back for Jill. five. Jill Valentine, excuse me, uh, coming back for five because the actress had dyed her hair. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? Brother? And grew it out long. It was short yeah. and black in the in the first one, which is game, which is game accurate, by the way. Yeah, but if you're like watching the movies, and you don't know dick about the games. You'd be like, why are, why are they? Because five had a bonus credit scene and I didn't realize it. And it showed her. Yeah, you didn't. Apparently, you didn't either. She shows up with uh, uh, with the fucking apparatus thing on her chest that mind controls her. Yeah, like they did with Claire. And she shows up, and and that's how they reintroduce her character. But I oh, didn't I saw see that. that. Yeah. So, so when they introduce it in six, and I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Jill's back. What the what? What? Yeah, no, like, I did. I, I did see I that. I just see you this movie series. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know exactly what. The, when I, the reason I looked at you weird is because I wasn't sure what you were referring to. But yeah, I did see. I did see that bonus credit scene, which I do have a problem with the the apparatus on the chest thing. Yeah, because I don't know if you are thinking the same thing I did when Claire has it, and then it's taken off. When uh, Alice takes it off, she has no memory. Like, it takes her a while right. to remember who the fuck she right. is and blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But when they're fighting, when Alice and Jill are fighting, first off, she it takes her forever to take off the thing. She just yeah. keeps, like, I was like, God, Alice has consistently been, like, the most badass and the stupidest character in these fucking movies. <laughs> or, like, stop flipping and aim for the fucking head, bitch. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Steph and I are both frothing them out being like, aim for the head. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> as I'm playing Resident Evil, it's you hard aim to aim for the sometimes. head. Yeah. You aim for the fuck. You aim for the, the leg to knock them down, and then you aim for the fucking oh, head. I always, is, how my, is my method. I always go straight for the head. Just. Well, I try, but sometimes it's hard to, you know, maneuver, blah, blah, blah. But my point is, she finally takes off the mind controlling apparatus off of fucking chest, and then Jill immediately knows who she's like Alice and throws her a gun. I'm like, how do you know this bronze name? Like what, what I thought this was amnesia's like sticking stuff. Like what the fuck? Well, uh, the only argument I can make for that, right. And I'm not yeah. trying to defend it, but if I was going to, you know, at least to try to explain it is you remember, there's a scene in the, towards the beginning of that one where they've got Alice and she's in for lack of a better description, a cell. It's just this empty room where she's, you know, covered by wax paper and naked otherwise. Which is so stupid. And um, 
And it's not she... a robe. It's not. It's not a fuck. I don't. I don't understand. I didn't get it either. It, I... It's just the director being like, "Look how hot my wife is." Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. basically what it was. Um, I mean, it is throwback to what she was wearing at the end of one slash the beginning of two. It's the same thing, but, but it was stupid then. But it it was really the director and Mila being like, "Let's make like teenage boys really look for my body." Like, yeah. really? Like, oh, look at this frame. You can see the glints of a nibble. Like, okay, I get it. Let yeah, Mr. Skin, Mr. Skin must have a field day with this fucking series. But, yeah. Um, but he, you know. <laughs> Way to throw back Mr. Skin. Oh, he's still around, my man. He he still does. He's still going. Like, right. he's got a he's got a, a staff of, like, a couple hundred people now. I'm not going to ask how you know that. Because he's on President Steve. They interview him, like, right around the time. Like, he does a, a, a special list around the time of the Oscars, and he does, like, a year-end list, and so they have him on to talk about it. Um, Wait, Mr. Skin's an actual dude? Yeah. it's a well. It, I, it's thought, a, I, thought, I thought he was a fucking, like, mascot. Like, that's well, like I saying, mean, oh, we had Mickey Mouse on the fucking radio show. No, it, it it's like it, he's, um... They he goes by Mr. Skin in public, but he, I'm sure that's not his real name, obviously. But like that's like his character that he he plays, if you will. Right. You know. And okay. so yeah. Um. But yeah. No. Mr. Skin started as an actual dude, and it was just him, and then it, it just grew, and now he's like a you know multi millionaire fortune person. He's got a lot of money and shit. Um. Weird. He actually he actually started. I, I don't not to get off on a whole separate thing. I'm I have to look it up, but. I forget what it's called. I really feel bad because it was actually ingenious of him to come up with the idea. Um, what is that? That is Steph knitted up a little I am Groot. She looked That's what it looks Groot. like. I was asking if that was wondering. I was. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com slash cloud. Yeah, she's, she's working on all, all the other ones. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's fine. Um, let's <laughs> see if I can figure out what this is. I think it's called... Yeah, I can't fucking find it. I'd say that's uh, the guy's name. Actually, I found his name. His name is Jim McBride. Mister Skin's name is Jim McBride, but he he goes right. by. Let's go back to the lack of skin. Well, no, I'm just trying to find because to his credit, like you know, a lot of people say, "Well, he's a chauvinist because all he wants to do is go and find you know, um, boobies, boobies and stuff." And in in 2013, so seven years ago already, I didn't realize it had been that long. He actually spun off from Mr. Skin and now has a page called Mr. Man and it's for it's for male nudity for all right well, for, for, right good for finding good, you know for dick him. and stuff and balls and whatnot so the point is that there's at a least whole he, there's a whole section just devoted to Viggo Mortensen <laughs> and uh, and uh, Liam Neeson 
No, you never see Liam Neeson. You see a lot of Ewan McGregor. I've seen Ewan's lightsaber more than I care to admit. No, I, but... I was just making a... I know, but yeah. Viggo Mortensen, I've seen his twig and berries a bunch. He loves to show those fuckers off. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so getting but getting back to like you were talking about the consistency. That, like I agree with you. Like I just didn't. Oh, you were asking about Jill, how she knows. So right, so she's she's interviewing. If you remember, at one point she's kind of like interrogating Alice. Now, it's very robotic because she's under the, the mind control, but it is still her physical body and, to a degree, brain operating, right? So, she says to her, Alice, you know, like, they, they, so I'm thinking she's, you know, programmed or infused with, or what, whatever you want to call it, knowledge of Alice and maybe even some of their history for the purpose of doing that interrogation. I'll buy that. So, like, once she was off the mind control, she still retained a little bit of what was going on. All right, I'll buy that. And, and if you I recall, whole... to declare thing, just real quick, just to to tie it all together, even it was a flashback, but you see that when they when they came to get all those people, like Kmart and Claire and all the other people in the helicopter, they put the thing on Claire's chest, but she broke free. So they never got to, to get her back to wherever that was, I guess, on the ship and, like, program her. She was able to get away, so that might be why it fucked with her brain, because it never got to, like, fully, like, integrate the way it's supposed to. Sure, she just became wild and, and amnesia. Almost feral. I mean, I hate to say it that yeah. way, but almost feral, you know? So yeah. it, it that's what it is. Now, but getting back to 2 for a minute, mm. I um when 2 came out, I didn't see it in the theater. Okay. I didn't get a chance to. Um, not because I didn't want to, just life. But uh, I was living in an apartment in Phoenix at the time. It's when I was living in Arizona, and it was uh, I was living in a pretty upscale apartment complex. So like they had like a a common area that you could go to, and they had like a private pool and all that stuff. But in that common area, they had movies you could like. I I want to say rent, but you didn't rent them. If they were there, you could just take it and watch it. And then you were expected to bring it back at some point, sure. and I and I did, but they they got Resident Evil Two Apocalypse, and I hadn't seen it yet, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna mm -hmm. get Resident Evil, and I think I owned one at the time, so I'll be like, oh, I got my one two combo here, like let's you know we'll we'll have a Resident Evil evening, whatever. And mm -hmm. two was such a departure. Now again, I didn't know about the prequel running incongruency thing that I know now, so I. I, when I watched it again this time, I was like, okay, I kind of get that because it, it runs more in line with 3, the game, than it does with 2. <clears throat> but the problem I have with 2, the movie, Apocalypse, is, and I watched the featurette on it when I, when I watched it all so many years ago, the director, who was not Paul W.S. Anderson, tried to make shot-for-shot -shot replicas of cutscenes from 3. Right. Game. And I feel like that that sacrificed the story. Like, he was more concerned with the visuals of it than actually telling the story. I agree a billion percent. If actually, if I could phrase it as such, they, if you, as you and I both did, we watched the franchise, it almost seems like they've tried to distance and retcon a lot of Apocalypse. Basically, to sum it up, Apocalypse is the Incredible Hulk of the MCU. They're acknowledging it exists. They're bringing back characters that exist, like uh, Jill. Like Jill. Yeah. 
but they are trying to like remember the whole thing like they retconned the whole oh the creator of the t virus which i actually found out the t stands for tyrant it's the tyrant virus i don't know that's what it was called maybe that's what it is now but i don't think that's what it was when it because it was called a T-Virus in the game long before the movies, and I don't think it was for Tyrant, honestly. Well, there's a character who becomes, like, not Nemesis, but there's a character, I think, in... Yeah, the the uh, the Dr. Isaacs, when he turns into that monster thing in the third film. Yep. He is known as Tyrant. Right. They don't say it, but he's known as Tyrant. Sure. So that's apparently where the T is 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 uh, comes from. But the, the Doctor played by Jared Harris, the dude in the wheelchair, saving his, you know, he wants to save his daughter, and it's implied that his daughter is the model for the Red Queen AI. Right. And then they retcon that whole fucking thing, which is, oh, no, spoiler, it's actually the younger version of Alice, and Alice is now old and in a wheelchair, and then she's known as but Alicia. It's not the, no, 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 it's not the younger version of Alice. It is the daughter. It's still the daughter. Did you not... Grab that for the final chapter. Yeah. Okay. Here's where I, here's where it gets muddled. In two, the dude, the, the doctor in the wheelchair, and then his daughter. But then in last chapter, they retcon that, give it a different doctor, uh, and and give him a different name. He is the father of a uh, Alicia, and the Red Queen is bottled after Alicia, not Angela. So that's what I'm saying is they did the same subplot, but they retconned it to make it be Alicia, be the Red Queen, as well as Alice. You know, which... I got I got to be honest with you. I don't even remember that part of two. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really don't. Like, the thing well, I remember. Because they don't, they don't explicitly say that Angela, the daughter, is based on the Red Queen, but it's the implication. Right. Because in the right. first film, they said, oh, yeah, I am the AI based on the creator of of this and I'm his daughter blah 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 which and then they fucking retcon by the way do you know who plays the red queen in the final chapter no but please please bring it on because we find out it is basically Alicia as a child which in oh, turn is it, means it's, is it it's Mila's, gonna grow up is it Mila's daughter okay it's Mila and Anderson's daughter nice because I'm watch I'm looking at her I'm like Fuck, she kind of looks like Mila Jovovich. And the entire time, I'm thinking, dude, I predicted the ending. Like, I totally was like, I'm like nudging Steph, and I'm like, I bet that, because it was so stupid of them to reveal it in the opening credits. Like, there was the daughter of the creator, and her name was Alicia. And I'm like, Alicia, Alice, fuck you. They should have saved that for the end. You don't you don't do the full reveal in the fucking opening scene for. Christ's I bet you sake. most people didn't pick up on that though. To be fair, you well you, most people yeah I would. You, you watch movies in a different way, and that's not meant as a as a negative because I'm, I mean, and I love stuff to death. But just to reference what she said last week, because I just heard the episode today, getting it ready. You know, she has trouble suspending disbelief. You can suspend disbelief, but you look for right, but you look for those little things, whereas. Joe right. Joe moviegoers just sitting back and you know drinking a soda or a beer and eating popcorn. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they're just like, they're just mentally jerking off. Where I'm like, I need the foreplay. God, I, mean, I need to know. <laughs> right, right. I need to know if there's candles lit and why and what kind. Like, yeah, I'm I'm that type. Of Are you series. fondling the balls? I mean, like, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, is it fondling or is it aggressive? Like, what I, what I is Alice know. doing? Yeah, it's a good... <laughs> Which, by the way, why the fuck didn't they just give her the virus? 
the 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 antidote fire with the Alicia, the one in the wheelchair. Like, why the fuck? Like, if 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 Alice is a clone who can, on a genetic level, match with the fucking virus and become superhuman, they did give her the virus. The, they gave it to Alicia, but it 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 because she had that disease that makes her age. The the I mean, I'm not going to make a joke here, but the Jack disease, the Robin Williams Jack disease, because it's the same right. thing. And it's a real right. condition. I just can't think of what it's called. But anyway, you know, she has that. And they say during one of the, I don't know if it's a flashback, but like one of the the, the, the filmettes in the middle of it, they say that she, she, the virus worked and it saved her. And then ultimately it stopped working, but it did work for an extended period of time. That's why she's still uh. alive. She's old and in the wheelchair, but the reason she's even alive is because for a number of, for a period of time, which I take to be several years, if not a decade, it worked. Well, not to mention she was also cryogenically frozen. That also was what saved Right. Her. No, no, no. I, the, the old woman was. But the fact that she even got to be an old woman is because the virus right. worked. Do you see what okay. I'm saying? So so she I, was I infected. Because that's what the T-virus was in, this, in, the, in the movie world. That's what it was created for. Was to... Yeah, they fucked up. <laughs> well... In the games, they never really get into why the T virus was created. They don't. They don't like. By the end of it, they kind of turn it into a money scheme, where it was like, "All right, well, we create the virus and we create the antidote. We can sell the antidote for you know, and and make right. you know a fuck ton of money that we already have because we're fucking umbrella, and you know, but we'll just make more because you know, what do people with money want? More money. So. Which, by the way, I, I am absolutely miffed about the irony that the company's called Umbrella, but they're all underground. Like, <laughs> umbrellas are above, That's fair. for fuck's sake. Um, I, I want to tell a quick story of, just while we're still talking about 2, I know we jumped at the end a little bit, but we've been, we have been talking about the second movie. And yeah. I, I will say that, um, I, I'll say that, you know, it, so there's a funny story for me about Nemesis. Mm-hmm. When, uh, and this kind of goes into the same vein of is this is this Nemesis the character or is Nemesis a game title? I don't I don't know what you're alluding. Well, it's both because Resident Evil. Well, th- in this context, what are you talking about? Both. The, well, the ga- okay. I mean the game specifically, but it ties to the second movie because the main antagonist in the second is movie Nemesis. is Nemesis. Um, so is his name Matt Addison is that is that the characters? Well, in in the game, he never has. He's just okay. Nemesis, so I yes, that's his name in 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 this version of the story. But sure. yeah, um, so <laughs> you got a visionist. So I'll give you a a year if I can. Give me one second here. Uh, Resident Evil Nemesis comes out in 1999. Okay, I'm um, eight. You're 20. I'm 20. Oh, 19. 19. Yeah. Um, the the game. I think does not come out for the Nintendo 64, which is the system I had it on, until I'm 20. So I think it came out, because it did that a lot back then. They would put it out on one system and then port it over after release. So, Mm -hmm. as opposed to what they do now, where it's like, hey, every platform you want it, here it is. You know, they... Unless it's Spider-Man, good fucking Well, yeah, I mean, there are some exclusivities still, but for the most part, if they're going to be on all platforms, they come out all on the same day, generally speaking. Um, And, again, if Mark were here, I'm sure he'd he'd have a handful of of examples where that's (laughs) 
not the case. He but... he he would have loved the title Resident Evil Colon Cleanse. Oh, he would have ate that up all day long. Yeah. Um wrong choice of words. Yeah, true. Sorry, Mark. Um, not that he listens. But um he tries. But anyway, getting back to his my story. He might on this one. He might on this one. But getting back to my oh, yeah. story. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh Go no, ahead. it's fine. So it's it's my birthday. It's my twentieth birthday. My birthday fell on like a I want to say it was like a Friday or a Saturday, right? So like no no worry about work the next day. And my my buddy Bones, I I call it, that was my nickname for him. He he would come over. We we played all these games together, the Resident Evil games. We were huge fans of the Resident Evil games. So when I knew I was getting Nemesis, like my dad told me in advance, like you're getting Nemesis for your birthday. We'll go get it, you know, and whatever. I'm like, great, awesome. Even just out of curiosity, what 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 a game? What did like Nemesis cost back in the day? Like in 1999. Oh shit. Now you're now you're 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 testing my 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 not. I'm my, not just. I mean, just memory. give me a ballpark. I want to say, I want to say it was forty or fifty bucks. That's expensive. No, I mean you. You also have to keep in, in mind. Ninety nine. Yeah, it's expensive. No games. Games were never cheap. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, and it also depended what you were getting. I want to say it was like twenty, maybe twenty nine or thirty nine ninety nine, because they're always, you know, like like Dante says, it's why do all the prices end in nine nine? That's eerie, you know. I want, I want to say like a, I remember PlayStation games, even when PlayStation One was popular, they were like ten bucks. No, no, they were at best twenty, and things okay. like double disc games like Final Fantasy were like twenty nine ninety nine. That's why I, that's why I like readjusted. But you have to keep something else in mind. I got it on the. Um, Nintendo 64, which yeah. was still cartridges at the time. They right. weren't discs. And the cartridges were more expensive than the discs. Right. So that probably is part of it as well, right? So. Okay. So it's um, your birthday. You're getting it. So I'm getting a game. Now, I ha- at the time, I had... <laughs> we're going we're gonna to throw back to the way old technology time machine here. I had a 27-inch Trinitron television, which... Ooh. Nice television, you know, for the time. It was it was beautiful, you know. But I got this TV, and then I had a a Sony rack system, like stereo system. So I'd had, like, the tuner and the, you know, cassette tapes, because back then cassette tapes were still a thing. And yep. I had the five-disc CD changer, you know, with the big drawer that popped out, and you dropped the five discs. And, but it also had an auxiliary. So I had it set that my my Nintendo 64 plugged in the... the, the if you remember the old white, red, white, and yellow cords, the the old I still AV, have that. Yeah, yeah, I still have that. the old AV cords, the the yellow I'd have plugged into the TV, but the red and white were going into my stereo system. <laughs> so I was getting all my games in like some decent stereo sound. Surround, surround sound. Well, not shit, sur- yeah. well, not surround because this is pre-surround sound, but it was you know definitely stereo and and on some decent speakers and stuff, and um. So Johnny and I are sitting there. I think we got popcorn. Don't quote me on that part. But we got all the lights out, the game's on, running through the stereo. And we've already come across Nemesis a few times. And you haven't played the game, but that motherfucker chases you throughout the game. Like he, it, That's not like you fight him here and then maybe fight him at the end of the game. This motherfucker is like stalking your ass right. throughout the game. And the thing is... 
there he would just like fucking break through walls and just come at you. Like you'd be walking into a room and then boom, he'd run, he'd break through it, literally break through the wall and like swing at you and shit. Like he, mm-hmm. he didn't fuck around. And occasionally you would get warning if you were getting close to what that might happen. You would never know exactly which room, but you would maybe hear him like a room away or two rooms away. Like you'd hear him like, you know, whatever. Grunt or steps, you know. No, it was always like a grunt or like a moan. There was no steps. I think it was Ah. too primitive for that in terms of, you know, abilities for the game. (laughs) We're sitting there, and I've got this chair. that It's just a a standard, like, lounge chair that you sit in. It's, you know, arms and ottoman and stuff. And then Mm -hmm. next to it is a beanbag chair. I had one of those, like, fucking massive beanbag chairs. Like, you could fit two people in it and beanbag chairs. So Johnny's hanging out in the beanbag chair. I'm in my chair. What we would do is every time we would die or three rooms, we would switch controllers because it's a one-player sure. game. So that way we each got to play the game, you know, uh-huh. and enjoy it. We enter this one, <laughs> we enter this one room, and you and this is after we we fought this motherfucker like at least three times by now. Like this is not, and you hear the groan that he's probably coming. Johnny pauses the game, throws the controller at me and goes, I'm out. That's y'all shit. <laughs> just, That's y'all shit. I'm out. And he didn't leave, but he's like, he just didn't, he did not want to fight that dude again. Yeah, he was like, good luck, motherfucker. Like, yeah, I'm out. Basically, yeah. And I, I know it's, I, it's to me, it's super funny because I can remember that as clear as it was yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, and it was so funny at the time that we literally, I left the game paused and I think we laughed for like 10 minutes. Like that's at the, just because it would be quiet and you would hear Leon, was it Leon? I think it was Leon. No, I think it's, I think it's Chris. You hear Chris Redfield, like, take a step, take a step, take a step. And then you'd hear, so like, it was like eerily quiet. And then the groan and you're just like, fuck it. Um, no, it's more like, like it's one of those deep, you know, guttural ground. Yeah, right. yeah. But man, that was one of the funny. It's being the, be the morning. <laughs> I've never seen that, but I'll trust you. <sighs> um, but man, that that that's one of the funniest memories I have of of any of these games is 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 that moment when and I, you know ultimately you beat them and all. But I had something similar with with four recently. Oh yeah. So. And I love, I, I mean, I gotta say, man, like, 4 is just a fucking fun game. It gives me, like, the sweats, though. It, it is widely considered to be the best one in the franchise. Well, it's also, I mean, I, I did some research as well. It, it is it is historical in the sense that it, it started the over-the-shoulder point of view for gamers. Like, now, that is now the standard. But Resident Evil Four started that shit, right? Because one, but two, also, and three were more like an over, up, over, like almost like security camera angles, but it wasn't security camera. But it was like that. And I, yeah, I tried fucking doing that, like bird's eye view type of thing, but I was like, it, it's hard to aim. It's not full on bird's eye, but yeah, you're right. It's it's it, less. It's, it's fly on the wall, really. It's yeah, that's like, that's yeah, that's a better way to put it, actually. Sure. You, you must remember four pretty well, right? Oh, four, four I remember very well. Yeah. All right. So, do you remember the little, the little dwarf uh, Salazar, the the the, the yeah. henchman who like runs the castle? The guy that looks like Napoleon because he's got the Napoleon. Yeah. 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 So, I always called him Napoleon. I know. I know what his name is, but I always called him Napoleon. Yeah. Yeah, the little evil ass Elvin Salazar <laughs> fuck. So, 
when he mutates, yes. he becomes sort of like it's almost like reminiscent of like poison ivy. Like he's in a cocoon kind yep. of plant thing yep. and the monster's coming at you and you're dodging the monster. And if you you're on like an upper level, if you go down, you can get a bunch of like weapons and ammo and shit. But it's like all these little crawly fucks coming after you at the same time. So Spider-esque creatures. Yeah. Yeah. So your best bet is to stay up on the platform and just keep shooting, dodge when they give you the the uh, the the dodge warnings. Yeah. And I was struggling so fucking much, and it got to the point where like I was dodging, and then it would do that maneuver where if you just can't avoid it. It would like open up a mouth and just come at you and just uh, bite yeah. you and just yeah. dead. And I got so fucking frustrated because I was like, how do I fucking beat this fuck? And I had the grenade. Uh, the the uh, the mine launcher, okay, right? yeah, and that was at the time my best weapon, and I had a bunch of rounds for it. But I had the the uh, the um, the scope, the extra scope, okay. That is like, but all that does is it takes an extra two, like one to two seconds, to get to look through the scope. Then you zoom in, and then you shoot the motherfucker when like the plant hive sure. thing opens, and you see the, you know, the Napoleon dude. So what I did, this was so, this is the best hack I ever did for this game. And I encourage everyone to use it. If you have this gun, this is how you do it. I have it. Yeah. You fucking take off that extra scope. So it's just the gun because you have the laser sight point. And I just fucking shot that motherfucker quickly as fuck, like 12 times. And he just explode. And then I would like, just do it again, do it again. And I, so for someone who was struggling to beat it for like, 40 minutes i said i have an idea and i did it within 12 seconds <laughs> and i was like i what the fuck this is yeah, the best I, way to beat that shit i hear you i i actually hated that gun so i never used it i i if i recall i was using the um no but i'm i'm so to your point you know in these games you 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 power up your weapons you 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 can you know buy upgrades and or you find upgrades actually getting back to the buying of things and I'll finish my point in a second, but that game has caused a a living meme, if you will, right. because almost anyone I know who is a a serious gamer, and 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 I say serious in the sense of someone like Mark and Fumes, you know what I mean. So that's not a disrespect to you. And I, I'm, I'm no, 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 I'm, I, I understand. I'm I'm a borderline serious gamer compared to those guys. You know what I mean. But I've watched multiple Twitch streams or Facebook streams like Fumes, and some of them people I don't even know. And you come across a store where you can get weapons or whatever, and they'll just go, what are you buying? Because of the, <laughs> the merchant. Like, that's become, like, a living meme from that game, that merchant, because of the way he sells says that. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. But not even that. No one cares about that part. It's just this the line... What are you buying? It's so just... the one that makes me laugh is not enough cash. Yeah, yeah, but see, most of, I've I didn't get that one very often because if I knew I didn't have it, I didn't hit the button. But I know I know he says that if you don't, yeah. Come back anytime. Yeah, I mean it. It's so funny. Um, it, ah, I'll buy that. Yeah, at a high price, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That fucking um, mer- and I kept saying like this motherfucker, this merchant. 
is the best franchiser in this whole fucking game because this dude is everywhere. That or he's got a bunch of clones or like this dude travels like you wouldn't believe. And like, I love how no one fucks with him. They're just like, no, no one fucks with him, which that's my big question is who is this dude? He's like, got, he's got location, location, location everywhere. (laughs) And no zombie fucks with him. It's like, how scary is this shit? Like I've always been kind of, curious and nervous like i wonder if i could aim my gun at him and i'm curious what would happen like if i tried shooting him it probably nothing would happen but like what if it's just like he just turns into a giant fucking like pissed off merchant and you don't ever want to piss off the fucking workers behind the counter no because they don't want to be there to begin with so it'd be like an 18 foot pissed off mcdonald's employee like (laughs) (laughs) what are you buying smash yeah 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 yeah. um but yeah, that 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 merchant is as I honestly is he think in five as, and six? what's that? Is he featured? No, in five and six? he's just oh, in four. Five. Yeah, like, and that's the thing for only being in four and not being a main character, a la Chris, Jill, Leon. You know, the 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 main players that everybody fucking knows from these series. He might be the most popular Resident Evil character. <laughs> Period. Like for for those who are like hardcore into the game, you know what I mean. How annoying is Ashley? How fucking annoying oh, is? Uh, very it much. got to the point yeah. where I'm like, fuck this bitch. I've, like, God, I, I'll the, be the honest with you. Daughter sucks. I've shot her at least twice. I I have never on purpose. No, I I I flat out fucking put my gun to her head and put her across the room like yeah she always goes in the fucking room and whenever she's locked up she screams leon help and you're like how do you even know i'm in the room how do you know i'm nearby you she she's the second most annoying i i'd have to look it up and i don't have the energy or the resources to know remember where to go but there is a list of the most annoying like game sidekicks in gaming yeah. history and i think she's like third on the list oh i believe there's um, actually like a I don't want to call it a hidden Easter egg, but I did this accidentally. I didn't know sure. this was a thing. When she's climbing on a ladder, and you could actually look up, because I was looking up to see if there's a zombie above the platform. Sure. And I kind of brushed by her skirt area, and she's like, ew, pervert. And like, ru- like Oh, no shit, really? No shit. I didn't she know like that. She ew, and then like, puts de- like pulls out her skirt, yells at Leah, and calls him a pervert. That's I remember funny. that shit way back in PlayStation 2. Not recently. But like, yeah, that's that's. I don't thing. think I, I don't think I, I honestly don't think I knew that. Um, but I, I want to get back to the movies a little bit. I mean, I appreciate you letting me, you know, wax on the games a little bit. But I think we should get back to the to the movies a bit. Well, let, um, let me ask you this, just pre- like just to preface, what is there a favorite of the movies of the six films? Is there a favorite of yours, or I do you hate it, them all equally? No, I didn't. I didn't hate any of them actually. Um, I, I had a serious fucking problem with the end of the story, and we'll we'll get to that in a little bit and it's not the thing you had about it it's i've got a I, you you probably share the same gripe but you just haven't said it i'm thinking okay. um but to your question um i i really think i got to go og i love that original one i'm still a huge fan of that first one as different as it is story wise i I've, I've always been a fan of that one um i i would say that that feels the closest to the game feel that i've experienced yes and you will change that perspective when you get to five and six okay because 
the the at least the way the zombies function, or uh, you can't even say because zo- they're in the game they're not zombies anymore. But um, right. and it's not Las Plagas either. It's a whole different thing. Okay. Um, which by the way, getting Las Plagas into the movies, I thought was a a good touch. Like it was, it was yeah, not it was done. It wasn't it was done a good touch, well. But it didn't, yeah, it didn't do shit. It just made her super strong. Well, I also I would argue, and I don't know if you would agree with me. Yeah, yes, that's what it did to um, Michelle Rodriguez, right. Rain, Michelle Rodriguez's character. I agree with you. Which I don't remember them being that strong in the game in four. But that's, I mean, the the characters are strong, but not like that. Strong, not like not that, yeah. no, not like that. They're just they're hard to kill, but they're like if you get punched you kind of fall back for a second but it's sure. not like they use weapons more than anything they're not doing bare knuckle boxing against leon yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so they're throwing hatchets and shit at you but i would argue that in i think it's is afterlife the one in the prison i start to get the blur together a little bit yes that the ones where you see where they've got the tentacles that come out of their mouth and spread apart that those are the las plagas as well they never say right. it, but I would argue that that's that's a version, if not the the main part of Las Plagas for the which for the movies. Michelle Rodriguez didn't do that, which is kind of like well, right? But she never really turned either because she injected herself and then immediately started fighting. Like I wonder if there had been more time, you would have seen her turn. I don't know, but I'm just saying, you know, it would have been interesting to see her come back and go full on Las Plagas. Like, well, didn't the they kill? They killed her at the end of Afterlife. Yeah, they. Dr- yeah, they dr- uh, she drowns. They pull. They she. They shoot the ice and she falls in, and then the zombies like take her and and drag her down. Which I'm like, why would they do that if she's part of them? If she's La Plagas. But they they're probably not coherent enough to put that together yet because she doesn't I mean, look but... or act like one of them yet. You know what I mean? Like I was and just then saying. She's like, I'll come back and kill you, and and Mila's just kind of like, okay, like fuck you. And then yeah. that's it. We never see that happen again. Well, I mean, there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of, like, here's the new characters, or here's a character, and then you never see him again, right? Yeah. Like, here's Leon, and then fuck Leon. Like, apparently he died in the White House battle that we never saw. Right. And then, so is that where her, did her daughter die in that? Or her, her and I use the air quotes for daughter, but, like, did her daughter yeah. die in that? Because I was... Yeah, that was weird. Like, that was... I get wanting to save life because that's like Alice. She doesn't want people to die, but she got real maternal real fucking fast on a woman, a girl she'd never seen before, you know? Not to mention a girl who, like, no disrespect, has only been alive for like a day. Maybe. she only, But that's, I mean, the the most interesting part of that was the fact that she and, what's his name, Carlos? Yeah. Yeah. Were like, a suburban couple. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm like, I'm I'm confused as all hell. I also, I've never seen an actress have so many different hairstyles in a fucking franchise, with the exception of Black Widow. No, Alice herself has always been pretty similar. You had those clones that had the longer hair, if that's what you're talking about. But those were clones. But she still changes her hair. It goes from, uh, it goes from red to brunette to. Right, but that's uh, again to me. Black. That's to me. That's not Alice. That's those the clones. Alice herself is pretty. No, it's it's been changing. I, right. I mean, it changes throughout uh, each film, more or less. But yes, there are the clones. But like, 
there's the clones of Alice that have the straight black hair. And then there's also Alice, who is also a clone that we find out, having the same hairstyle. The only difference is that she has different weapons with her. True, true. Um, I, I don't know. I it will was... say this. I think my favorite, I mean, I'll give you the first one is, is pretty I, I really enjoyed, I think it's Afterlife, the one in the prison. I actually really enjoyed that one. I thought I found myself enjoying that one more than some of the other ones. Um, I liked the third one. I liked uh, Extinction a lot. I, I, that's actually the one I kind of had some problems with. I got to be honest, in terms of, in terms of enjoyment. Because, like, I didn't get the, okay, the world's a desert now, you know. Um, well, I kind of looked at it as such. Like, it, it, it is, you know, it's not Apocalypse, but it's an Apocalypse movie. It, it, I liked I liked it because it looked like Book of Eli, but with zombies and, and Resident Evil. I never saw that, and, so I can't, yeah. I like that kind of, I, I hate Westerns, but I like that desert, lone man, Apocalypse western vibe well and you very, you yeah. you liked mad max if i recall right you were yeah yeah, it, yeah it's, it's very simple i mean i even liked alice's wardrobe you know with her duster and she kind of looks like oh yeah like the trench coat thing you know yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It, it looks kind of cowboy-esque and um See, i, I like, will say that I like, the third one was the first film i saw the 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 one that we've been talking about with with you know having some issues with the daughter and what they do with with Michelle Rodriguez, I I liked her, I liked her meaning Alice meaning Mila, in uh-huh. in that one more than I liked. Um, you you can't get that without the third one. No, of course I'm... you don't. I mean, of course, but you know, at the same time, like, at the same time, like, I like to your point about extinction. I liked Claire. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Marquis. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. In that one, above all of them. You know Agreed. what I mean? And... I like the fact that it was all about survival. It was more, it felt more of a survival film than the other ones, which was let's shoot as many people as possible. It's, this it's, was, it's not more than one. I think one and, and that one are equal on the survivor level in, in terms of the need to survive. The, the scope well, of it's different, but okay. Let me, let me phrase it differently. Three is the most, I need to scavenge shit as much as possible. Yeah. Because it's all them in the desert going, trying to find fuel, having an obsession of trying to find cigarettes, which I thought was pretty fucking funny. Yeah, it's right up your alley. Yeah. I, you know, I had, yeah. I had some issues with the speed at which some of the things happen. So like you went from Alice finding this, this caravan of people, including Carlos and Claire and you know, all that, and they wipe out like two thirds of that caravan in one scene with a bunch of crows. You know? Yeah. I mean that that was a little like. I mean, if you to want to wipe theory, them out, it wasn't that's just the crows. It was that dude LJ, uh, played by what's his name Omar Epps or Mike Epps, one of the two. He's that, Epps. I'm looking. Hold on. Uh, the black guy with the with the guns. I know who you're right. talking about. I'm trying to find out. Yeah, it's Mike Epps. Yeah. Mike Epps. Omar Epps, I think, is the dude from House. 
house and many other things. Yeah, actually, the one the one guy in the last one looks like Omar Epps. It's not him, but it looks like. Fuck, him. Steph and I both said the same thing. We're like, oh my god, it looks like fucking uh, the dude from House. Um, I don't know. I think I just liked the third one because it had that. It, it felt like a Mad Max kind of deserty. Oh, it definitely did. Like, like isolation, whereas. The later sequels became more like we're in Tokyo now. We're in Washington. It was big cities. It just felt like I don't know. I just like the style of it more. I guess I get that, but see, my issue with it was that it then felt like they um could they talk, they make a big deal about how it's like a desert and there's like little to no resources, and yet when they get to Washington. There's no death. You know what I mean? Like when, especially in the final chapter, when she's trying to get back to the hive. It's 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 apocalyptic for sure in the sense that it's all like you know deserted, well, but it's, it's not... also hard to determine where Raccoon City is because I've seen two different places. It's the they, Midwest. They, it, well, th- there's one location where if you look at the map where they say Raccoon City is, it's actually Philadelphia, and then there's another one where it looks like it's Detroit, Michigan. So they're even their location, location, location. Hmm. They're inconsistent. Well, I mean, what I'm seeing here is to your... Okay, so apparently there was a novelized... Noveliz, I can never say this. Novelization. Noveli- thank you. Of the story. Not the movie, but just the Resident Evil story. And in for that... All, they actually did it for all of them. Well, or, okay. Or at least yeah. In that, it's in Pennsylvania, like you were saying. But that's the only place that it's agreed that it's Pennsylvania. Like, no other records anywhere so everyone else is saying it's like you were saying probably detroit right it's not detroit but it's in that vicinity of the country so sure um but anyway you were saying i don't remember what i was saying i was saying that it i think when you go more big city skyscraper shit as opposed to like the the desert in nevada you know right but it's a different feel yeah, but the way they tell the story about the 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 in, in the beginning of just what's happened to the world since the T virus outbreak like left, you know, got outside the confines of Raccoon City, you know, even with the graphics they have of the globe, they make it feel like like it's just dried up across the you know across all right. continents, and it's not because there was plenty of trees and grass and shit when they were you know that's. I, I had a, I had a similar problem. Like, how the fuck is there snow in Alaska? Like, yeah. I thought everything, you know, little things like that. See, that's what I'm saying. Every movie kind of is a soft reboot. It's really, really the best way to describe it. It's, they 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 take away shit, they add shit, they retcon shit. They they don't know their own mythology. This is the anti MCU, which is so weird because the same guy again as we as we referenced the same guy wrote all six of these. Yeah, it's I don't I don't know, man. I I've never had such an issue with continuity in a franchise. Like of all the franchises you and I have talked about, stemming from like The Da Vinci Code to Pirates of the Caribbean, at least there are groups where it's like, okay, these first three or these first four feel like a fucking franchise. These feel like they're interconnected and they give a fuck. Like Pirates of the Caribbean or whatever. And then I have real issues with the fifth film. Right. Or Men in Black or Toy Story or whatever. It do- but like this one, it just feels like they're giving a severed middle finger to fucking each one of them. 
and say, I, nope, new new cast. I would but argue as consistent as Mila Jovovich. I would argue. Well, yeah, I would argue that one and two to each other are consistent. Now you're right. They after two they retconned a bunch of crap, but one I would two, say the first three. It feels like honestly two trilogies. It, fe- it feels one, two, and three feel like a trilogy. Okay, if I can you give go, you that. If you go into one and two, and then it's like three is that dude the world's fucking done then it's like okay this is like the end of this franchise yeah you could really watch one two and three and then just stop you could and then you you then you go four five and six and this is like their weird soft reboot continuation this is their this is their pirates of the caribbean five so. <laughs> um yeah it, it it is a weird consistency um but they are great action you know, I mean, the, the, the sequences are well done. The other thing that I... The issues with, with Afterlife and Extinction for me, and I think I think you would agree with me, or no, Afterlife and Retribution, Retribution, probably, yeah. For me, and this is just a small thing, but this was a big thing in this time window. So just to give some context here, Afterlife came out in 2010 and Retribution came out in 2012. And... I, yeah, that's exactly. See, I knew I knew you were gonna follow me. The need to do things for the 3D because 3D was a huge thing, and and so they yeah, thanks yeah. Avatar, fuck yeah, for real. I mean, like I and that, that's not the only. I'm not even picking on Resident Evil because there were a, a fuck ton of movies, big ones. Yeah, fucking Jackass did it for Christ's sake. Fucking Step Up did it. Which like. Here, here's my foot in your face. Are you kicking me? No, I'm dancing. Yeah, here's the thing that I think you will you will appreciate as much as you give me crap for the series. Fast and the Furious never did that. They did not blend into that 3D. Like they didn't go for it. I think. I think. I agree. I think what they did do in that time period was like you know, and you know more about this stuff than I do, Rico. So feel feel free to jump in. But they would do this thing where they would shoot an entire movie and then it would pay another company to come in and like 3D portions of it. Do you know what I mean? Like they wouldn't because like, there are some movies you can tell it's a camera angle for the purpose of 3D. And there are some right. movies that they just you clearly just made the movie and then they found a way to 3D some of the stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Look, I actually didn't mind the 3D shit. I actually felt it kind of worked for the franchise. In, in I, this franchise, yes, but I still feel it was unnecessary. You know, I feel it was unnecessary. What pisses me off about every single one of these films is the directing style of the super fast multiple cuts for one fight scene where you don't know what the fuck is going on. And that is anderson to a t where i'm like i give up dude i don't know what the fuck it's kind of like seeing a recent transformers movie and it's machine against machine you're like i don't know who the fuck is who what's going on it's so quick it's so interconnected where they you know and then they they try to make it look super awesome where it's slow-mo and look at how cool slow-mo is yeah okay we've been doing all right fuck make up your mind you're either super fucking fast and hard to understand or it's slow-mo, and you do it too much. There was one of these, and one of those two that we've been talking about, Afterlife or, or Retribution, and I don't remember which one, and if you remember, Rico, please jump in. But they they definitely, and it was the only time I really got angry at the 3D in these two movies. But they they did the 3D thing, and they fucking bullet-timed it. Like, it was, it was straight-out fucking Matrix. Like, you saw the bullets rippling through the air. Like, it was, I, I want to say... When they were say, going up against Vesker, uh... 
Wesker? Wesker? Yeah, I think it was during the Wesker fight. I don't recall. That's, re- that's retribution. Okay. But, like, it, that, no, that. I saw, I, saw, I saw the same thing because I'm like, holy shit, this is fucking Matrix. Because it's a dude in black wearing sunglasses dodging bullets. Well, I mean, and to be fair, though, so I, I, I want to step in on that for one thing. The, um, that is Wesker. Like, they, they listen, with the exception of Jill's return in Retribution, you know, oh. and then also the end of Afterlife, but primarily in Retribution, um, they nailed the visuals. I, I know you don't agree about Leon necessarily, but I, I feel like as a whole, I mean, they nailed, like we said, they nailed Ada Wong. They nailed Jill the first time perfectly. Yeah. Um, you know, they, Chris, Chris, not so much. Well, not body style, but, but attire yes. and, and clothing and stuff. Like Chris wears those gloves where these two fingers are exposed for shooting. Like he wears those gloves. So Wentworth was wearing those, you know, those things. And even for her being a brand new character, especially in the first two, Alice felt like a Resident Evil character. It, do you think they'll ever do that? Do you think they'll ever put Alice in the games? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I don't. I, I, I mean, no. I, I hate to say yeah. it, but I, I, unless they... They're marketing... It would, ne- it would never be a main game. It would maybe be a secondary offshoot one. Maybe. This is how it would be a main game, right? Because they're, they're marketing Resident Evil 8, The Village. Which, by the way, have you seen the marketing on that? Mm-hmm. I, the fact that they've got the 8 within the word village, I think, is fucking yeah. genius. But anyway, that's... I, th- I thought it was great when they did the Roman numerals for V and I. Right. For 6. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that no, the 6 I have is like a spiderweb thing, so I don't know which one you're seeing. Well, it was early promo. Uh, they had anyway. a V and I or something. Or I gotcha. Resident Evil. I gotcha. Um, but they're marketing 8 as the end of Chris Redfield's story. Like, uh-huh. this is... You know, whether he dies or just fucks off into the sunset, don't know, but... Fucks off into the sunset. You know, but you, you don't know, but he's he's going to be... Um, but it's supposed to end the story. So if that's ending the Chris Redfield story, and then they come up with nine, that would be when you could introduce an Alice-type character. But that's, you know, that's the only way I think you get her in there. Without it you know, feeling, I, w- I mentioned this earlier. I, I want to bring up how because we say her name every five seconds, but Alice is a like like uh, Anderson wanted to make an allegory for Alice in Wonderland. Okay, in the first movie. So well, I mean, you I got the queens and stuff. So yeah, that makes sense. So here's according to IMDb connections to Alice's adventures in Wonderland. Main character's name is Alice, obviously. Computer's named Red Queen obviously. The Red Queen needs to kill someone who is infected, so she tries to get someone else to chop off their head, off with her head. Alice in Wonderland, there's an Alice in Wonderland paperweight, apparently, in, in the film. I didn't see it, but... <laughs> a white rabbit was used to test the T-virus. That's true. To enter the hive, they go through a mirrored door, through the looking glass. Okay. The Red Queen also succeeds in cutting off, quote-unquote, her head, the medic in the laser hallway. Uh, Kaplan worries about time, as the White Rabbit does, mentioned in the commentary. So, 
even the commentary they're talking about this. Matt is sitting on the ledge when Rain and JD hear the first zombie. This is mentioned in the commentary as a reference to the caterpillar who's sitting on a ledge usually. So they they obviously disregarded that later. But in right. the first film, it's it, it might as well just be called, you know, Alice in Underland. Okay, I can see that. I do I do have to ask you a question about well, going back to character continuity for a minute. Could you you had an issue with, you know, people showing up and then disappearing and then in some instances like coming back and being and, like, Where the fuck did you come from? Like where did and, you come and back only, from? And only explanations in the novelizations. Right. There's only one example of about what but well let me stop for a second. I will say that and this only happens twice that I can see, right? Mm-hmm. And the one we've already kind of addressed. But I don't what do you what do you think about them hold on, I'm sorry, I'm struggling with my own words here. I apologize. They they do this thing where at least they're consistent with the actor playing the, the character. Yes. Now you you brought up Jason Isaacs from the first one and mm-hmm. then it becoming Ian Glenn. But after that it's Ian Glenn. The only time it's not Ian Glenn is when he's some mutated monster and he needed someone who's like big, like Lou you know, like Lou Ferrigno big to be in the in the thing. And then I, even then I think I, they Yeah, they even close ups, it's Ian Glenn. Right. And even then I think they did his voice as well, like like a like a Darth Vader voice over thing or whatever. But Which I gotta tell you, it's great to see him as a villain because I only knew him as a secondary protagonist in Game of Thrones. Okay. So well, anyway, to see him as a nice guy and then be a fucking awful villain is kind of funny for me. But th- this is the one that's weird for me, and I want to get your thoughts on it. Maybe maybe I'm overthinking it, or maybe I'm caring about it too much. But you see Wesker for the first time in Extinction. Mm-hmm. He's played by a different actor. Yeah, Jason O'Mara, who, if you you know, for those of us in the same world, he's Batman in a lot of the animated uh, animated. He's uh, the Batman. The, the Batman animated show, I believe. Okay, but well, he's also won a lot of those animated movies. Like, he'll, he'll voice right. Batman in those, too. He, he's basically been, like... He's basically the, the successor to Kevin Conroy in the animated Batman world. He's he's not, I'm saying, as good, but he's just... He's, like... He's not bad, either. I don't want to... I'm not discrediting his Batman, it, but it's not... He, he's... It's like Kevin... It would go Kevin Conroy. It would go Reno Romano. And then it would go Jason O'Mara. Okay. In terms of like well-known popularity, then it would go probably like Bruce Greenwood would probably be tied with Amara. Right, but that was a one-off, if I recall. So <laughs> Greenwood's done a lot. He's done multiple appearances as Batman. All right, I'll mm-hmm. have to look into that. But anyway, that's another conversation. The point I have is going from Jason O'Mara to Sean Roberts. Now, listen, Sean Roberts did a fine job. So like I'm not discrediting his 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 acting or his performance. But just the going from one actor to the next, like that, I had a problem with. Because at least with the, just real quick, just with the the Dr. Isaacs, you don't really see his face, to your point. He's got the mask on, and you really kind of only see his eyes. And honestly, I don't know that I would have known that was Jason Isaacs until you pointed it out. Well, let me preface this. Jason Isaacs doesn't necessarily mean that that character is Dr. Isaacs, played by Ian Glenn. That's well, no. not that's not established. That's not the point I was making. I was saying the intent was they were gonna in, they were going to expand on that unnamed doctor that Jason Isaacs plays, and then they went off and made another character and named. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. 
The holidays are over, the new year is here, and the time to act is now. Expert private care at Recovery Centers of America will get you on the road to recovery today. At our award-winning and fully accredited treatment centers on the Eastern Shore and in Southern Maryland, you will be treated with compassion, dignity, and respect by our dedicated team of professionals. You will also benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, and the comfort of our outstanding facilities. Let us help you. We will answer your call 24-7 and can get you into treatment as soon as today. If outpatient care is right for you, you can receive a same-day assessment and attend therapy in person or virtually. And because we accept most private insurance plans, you get premium care without the premium price. Don't wait. Start your new year. Start your new life today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. Dr. Isaacs, after well, Jason Isaacs. On the character list that I'm seeing, they're saying his name is Dr. Isaacs. And it's, it's a guy. The, yeah. It's the guy from the first. Okay, well, then if that's canon, then that's canon. Um, well, I'm checking IMDb. The, it says that on the wiki. I'm checking IMDb to see if I can cross. Well, them, I know but... Jason Isaacs uh, is known as the narrator in, the, in Resident Evil and then, like, unnamed doctor or something. Well, the, the point, though, re- yeah, it's, uh, no, it says Dr. William Birkin is the name. All right, it well, says. there you go. Anyway, the, the point, uh, but it, it's also, I think, meant to be the same character. I know the name sure. changes, but it's meant to be the same character. So for the purposes of the conversation, let's just say it's the same person. Well, it's the same thing as Dr. Ashland, the doctor in the wheelchair with the daughter, and then the different doctor at the fucking, you know, who's Alicia's dad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're sort of retconning their own shit, but I, I'm with you. But I, I just because I have a problem when I mean to a lesser, it's a, it's not as the same franchise by a long shot. But like, and I know you're not a big sports fan guy, but this is a, this is the biggest example I can think of. of this is when you went, they went from Wesley Snipes in Major League to Omar Epps in Major League Two. Like that was a pretty drastic left turn for me. Do you know what I mean? Like. With all respect to Omar Epps, I like him as an actor just fine. But, like, just to go from, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I, all I right, always all right. feel... And obviously we know the biggest one would be, and they're not doing it, thankfully, but, like, if they recasted T'Challa, you know. Now, that's obvious for different reasons. Like, Wesley Snipes didn't die. That's not why they recast Omar Epps. Jason Merritt no, didn't. Career. Yeah. Jason O'Mara didn't die obviously i don't know why they recasted him but they they did he may he may have it may have been a scheduling thing i don't know yeah i'm not yeah it's it's whatever it is but i'm saying like there's a huge difference between those people and what happened with chadwick boseman because you know (laughs) Chadwick dead. but to be fair i actually didn't even realize that wesker was Oh, I could tell. I could tell. I was I wasn't paying close enough attention between three and four or three and five, whatever, whatever. He's in. He's it gets a recast from three to four, and then he's in four, five, and six. The the new actor, yeah. I I I just didn't pay close enough attention. I recognized the name Jason O'Mara, but I didn't. You know, I was like, huh. And then I I I don't know. I just didn't care. Fair enough. I, I just don't... I Well, I guess my bigger question is, what do you think, not necessarily about those twos making the switch, but just when a franchise... Oh, I, I'm against it. You're with personally. me. You Yeah, you yeah. don't... You know, I say I said this a lot. Lethal Weapon, the franchise, not yeah. the series, but the first, the four movies. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the rarest and one of my best examples as this is how you keep continuity perfect it's true they never recasted anybody even murtaugh's kids were the same kids yeah 
playing the same character. And I loved that. I And even all the secondary cops, like the chief of police and, and the, the shrink for Riggs is the same fucking person. I think the only time, I, and I don't know this for sure, but I want to say maybe, no, I think even like they fucking kept up Riggs's wife. I think so. Yeah, like I think you're right. Footage and shit. So I love that dynamic where it feels like the franchise is a family where the directors and the crew and the writers and the actors are all one giant fucking family. And you get that at the end of Lethal Weapon 4 where it shows the credits. It shows a whole series of pictures and, and of of during the first four films of them of actors and crew and cast and everybody just kind of, and the song, why can't we be friends? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 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 I don't feel that was, I, I feel like in part that was with resident evil, but like, I don't know what Jason Amara did. I don't know what, what's his name? Sean Smith. What's his name? Sean. They got it Robert took Sean. over. Yeah. Sean Roberts. Sean Roberts. I don't know what Sean Roberts did to Im- Im- impress Anderson. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the fuck Wentworth Miller did to piss off everybody, but like he actually has credit know? in in two two of them. Um, but because I'm guessing, flashbacks. Yeah, I was gonna say it was just probably a flashback. I mean, how idiotic is this? Is this fact that they have Claire come back and have Alice be like, "Hey, so what happened to your brother?" And they just have like no acknowledgement and be like, "Oh yeah, he died." Nothing. Yeah, there's, there's nothing. Like, yeah. They just swept him under the rug, dude. Like that's, and you and he is what primarily the first protagonist in the in the video game series. He is up there with Leon, with Ada Wong, Jill. with Jill. I yep. mean, he is he is he's the first. He's the main protagonist to a certain degree, and then to just kind of disregard him is is kind the, of the first the first two protagonists of Resident Evil, plain and simple. Not not the movies, but the games. Chris Redfield, Jill Valentine, and they got right. and they got I, the least respect in this movie series. I think. I I think Leon got the least respect. If I'm really being honest, that's fair I, enough. He was not at all what I what I've been used to playing. He didn't have the cadence. It, it was just literally they took a Danish dude or a Finnish dude, and just said we're gonna put long bangs and there, boom, you're fucking. I mean, they gave him the coat. They gave him that weird kind of Leon. And he had the he had the, the the knife up here like Leon does. Like the, like I said, regardless of what you think yeah. of the actor choices, the the attire was the costume pretty, was spot on on all of them. On yeah. on yeah. I also think you. I, I one of my favorite things is in two in in uh, Apocalypse. I always say Apocalypse weird. I, I don't know why. I guess this is what I heard someone say the movie X Men Apocalypse. They said, I think Joe, my friend Joe, said Apocalypse. Um, but I thought it was so fucking funny how like all the women characters in the second film are just revealing shit. Like it's just so much. It's either skin tight or super buxom or super revealing. And I remember that was actually Mila Jojovic's idea that it was supposed to be like a heat wave in the city. So they're all kind of wearing loose, uh, revealing clothes. And I'm like, yeah, but zombies, bitch, like. What are you doing? Yeah. You need to wear leather jackets. Yeah, I mean that's that's not wrong. Ever tried to tr- ever tried to chew through leather? That, t- that shit is hard to chew through. That's what they all should be wearing. Um, I wanna. And aiming I w- for the fucking head. God damn it. <laughs> I wanna jump 
because we're we've been at this for a while now, and and there is a major complaint that I have okay. when it comes to the final chapter. Okay, hit me with it. Despite the fact, I don't have two. The big, the biggest one I'll get to in a second. This, the slightly bigger one is all the characters that carry over just fucking gone, with the exception yeah. of Alice. All yeah. of them just now. They all say they say with it the was a tra- Claire. and Claire. Yeah. Well, but no, no, but Claire didn't go to the White House. I'm saying all the characters that go with Alice to the White House, just gone. Now, they say it was a trap from Wesker and whatever, so I guess that's the implications that he just fucked everybody over and, and killed them all. But, like, yep. I don't know. I it, that's, It's a cop-out. It was, it was so, it, I mean, you want to talk about disrespectful? It was disrespectful as shit, because the movie ends, like, Dude, this is the real movie of White House Down and blah blah blah. And then like, nope. Hey, it's like, hey, remember that thing that like you were all pumped and we left on a cliffhanger on? Yeah, fuck you. We're not going to show you that. Shit. Right. Also, can you try to explain to me what the giant fucking winged creature thing was? Never saw him before in my life. What in the fucking fuck was that? What's even cre- What's even stranger to me about that is that when they did you see what happened when they spring their wings out? When they're at full, like, you know how birds flap like this or whatever? When they're at full yeah. expansion, it's the Umbrella logo. Oh, fuck you. Not yeah. you, but fuck yeah, yeah, you, yeah, movie. Yeah. I, because I kept trying to think of, like, what the fuck could this be? Is this all those crows? Like, they, you know, no, all the crows? No, it's just to, some... Like... By the way, speaking of the creatures, I do want to say, I do want to give them credit for a couple things. They got, despite the CGI being a little shitty in the first one, they got the liquors pretty spot on those liquors are they got that in the first in the first two for sure they got the liquors there well the liquors don't make an appearance again in this yeah, series. Yeah, the, i thought the liquor is the, is uh the monsters that are ta- uh, uh um uh stalking them in the church in the second one those are liquors no i'm saying after the second one they don't make another appearance oh, after the one, yeah. yeah um well no there was a giant ass one that's a different creature it looks like a liquor but it's a different it's technically a different species if you will i don't know what the word would be but yeah it's not yeah (laughs) um but the axemen the two axemen i didn't see that's part of the game that i've never fucking played oh they got that they got that spot fucking on those axemen i'm real i was really impressed with the axemen they got i I gotta be honest they got nemesis what what are what is an axeman it's it's just that there's two guys dragging that axe behind them. I don't know what they are. They're just this creature that. So it's a creature. It's not a big ass dude. It became a zombie. Like that was. It, it's yeah. It's I, I. You know what? They never really get into the origin of them. So I I don't know. But I know even in the games they don't really get in the origin. They just fucking show okay. up and they're like, oh fuck! It's a big dude with a gigantic goddamn axe with a sledgehammer on the one end. You know, like all right. You yeah. Know. Apparently he's got a twin. Yeah. Well, yeah. And at one point they do. So that's what I'm saying. Like. None of that, none of that phased me. Like, I was like, all right, I'm real kind of happy with that, that they got that and they did it, they did it right. You know what I mean? So, um, even Nemesis, though, um, it's slightly different, but it's not drastically different. Um, even the the creature that that Dr. Isaacs turns into in the third one, that's... Like that. That, but that's an accurate creature. I forget what it's called, but that's an accurate... Pirate. No, but I think it has a different... I think it does a species in the game series, and I just can't think of what it's called. But, like, it exists, though. And I'm saying, all these creatures that they did, for the most part, you know, 
some of the stuff they had to do different, and I get it. You know, like like the zombie dogs in the yeah. game are just ravenous dogs, but right. to notch it to ramp ramp it up a notch in the movies, they made them kind of like inside out, basically. You know. Or at least I didn't, I didn't like it when they changed the the. I like the first two versions of the zombie dogs where it's just like them rotting, but then they changed it in like retribution where it's like they open, they split open, and there's like fangs on the inside. I I took that as kind of like the equivalent I will give you, and I think you'll understand this is like the the blade to blade two, the evolution of the creature. Like, that's that's how I interpreted that. I was actually okay with it for that reason. It's different, and it's not from the game, but I, I was okay with it for that reason. Well, it was always almost like there's your zombies, and then there's your La Plaga zombies. Right, so it could have been a La Plaga dog. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Sure. Um, so those things were okay. Um, I, I really feel like they nailed that part good. They they really did. They, they, hit, they hit more than anything else. They got that right. And the one thing I would they, argue they probably did it in the, to, as a set, but they sacrificed the story. Maybe, yeah. yeah. And the other the other thing they did well, and we haven't really talked about this, but like, because because Anderson says in the in the feature that I watched about the first one that he wanted his zombies to be slow and staggering, and you know not not particularly fast. And and the reason for that is because it's very similar to what the zombies in the game are like. Because the zombies are first in 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 the first couple games. They don't run at you. The only things that run at you are the dogs. The dogs will break through that window and scare the fuck out of you and, and chase you down the hallway. But the zombies don't tend... They'll maybe lunge, but they certainly don't, like, run. Right. By the end of the movie, they're running. Right. But they're also running by game five and six. So you'll mm-hmm. see that as you're playing. They they, they go from, like, oh, to, like, I'm coming at your fucking ass. Like, they... they uh, you being you being it goes in- from Night of the Living Dead to Day of the Dead. Uh, yeah, exactly. Or Dawn of the Dead. Right, exactly. Or twenty eight days later, I think they run in that one too, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, because I I think I've seen that one once. Um, I was over at a buddy's house, but anyway. Um, and I, in the same thing with the zombies, I just have to. I a uh, funny thing before I get into my gripe because I I got off my my gripe here, but um, do you remember the the Tokyo scene? They show it a couple times, but the yeah. The girl, the the one girl that's not carrying the umbrella that turns into a zombie. I actually had to look this up because I swore to God when I saw her, she was Gogo from Kill Bill. Do you remember the the like the the, the teenage bodyguard? Gogo Yubari. Yeah. yeah, it looked. I would have. I would have bet money it was Gogo. No, it's not. Sure. I, I confirmed it's it, not. but but it looks like her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even I mean, just the face, the whole bit, not just the you know being a. A small Asian woman. <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. Um, but uh, here's my gripe. <coughs> here's my gripe with the last one. This this is the part that really... And, and I got to be honest with you, Rico, it almost destroyed the whole movie franchise for me. That's how much I okay. disliked it. Re- Resident Evil, the T-Virus, was developed in the games, like I said, much, you know, two hours ago, to make money. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, was, it was not about... Anything, but let's just put a virus out there that we can then control with a antivirus and make a lot of money. And uh-huh. it failed terribly because they couldn't control it, even with the right. internet. Like, it just, it just turned into what it turned into. When they took this thing fucking religious <laughs> and basically wanted to Noah's Ark this thing, I was yeah. like, fuck you. Like, no, listen. 
I know you're an atheist, and you and I, while I have an issue with religion, you and I share or don't share all the same views on the the mythology of of okay. religion, right, or whatever the word would be. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not right. trying to be disrespectful to anybody. Um, but when you're gonna turn this into a religious allegory, no, fuck off, just fuck off. You know. See, I'm with you. I was like. Because I do find a religious villain kind of compelling and even scarier. I do too, but not here. Right. To make it how, it, instead of, because it, it takes away also the whole point of the virus being created to save the daughter, to save the, the Red Queen, to save Alicia or fucking Alva no, and Angela. I can actually argue against that, believe it or not. That's why it was created. It worked. Like I said, I think this comes from you not realizing it worked. Because we were talking about that earlier when you said you didn't realize right. it worked. It works. He dies because... It, they by kill all, him. Yeah, they kill him. Wesker kills him. Or not Wesker, but um, Isaacs kills well, him. Well, Wesker kills him, technically, well, but Isaacs controls it. Yeah, yeah Isaacs, uh, Isaacs all orders the hits, but yeah, you're right. Wesker's the one who actually kills him. Anyway, the, the point is he dies, right? Right. And then that guy takes over. And then mm-hmm. that's when he decides to use it for the religious aspect. So I, and that is the that's see that's the weird thing that's kind of fascinating and weird is that the original Isaacs, the one who's not a clone of any of them, right? We saw a clone of three, and we saw a clone the the religious one. So we've seen three versions. No, of well, he, the original's religious too. Maybe not as fanatical, but he's religious too because he's the one that stands at the boardroom and says, "Let's do this," and and taps on the Bible. So, God. Right. But that's not clear, though. It, the implication is that that was his religious clone, his fanatical clone. No, I, I didn't take it that way. I took it as that I was took, him. I took it. I okay. took it that yeah, way. I took it as I took it as that 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 scene the Red Queen shows in the boardroom is all original OG people. But but that's my point is that both of us were confused. Both sure. of us were thinking something different, which sure. means you know you there's there's movies that you could debate shit and interpret different shit, but then you're just like, well, wait, who the fuck was it? Mm-hmm. You're saying something. I'm saying something. That means the film just didn't do a very good job. That's fair. But. I do find it absolutely astounding that uh, Isaacs, the real Isaacs, was killed by his by himself because he's got this weird kind of like superpower where he can Sherlock Holmes the shit out of things like probability and bionic and... implants. He says it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I got that. Okay, but yeah, but his whole thing is that he he deduces. Uh, uh, I just said it. Um, probability. Right. And, and but he never expected that his religious clone would fucking stab his ass to death. Yeah, he didn't see him as a threat, so he didn't do the calculations. He didn't see himself coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I've got something else. So there was a a part of of the last page of of uh, the trivia for the final chapter. Okay. And they talk about all this inconsistency. So it's it's just just let me ramble for one. If you want to, after I talk about each thing, if you want to say something, by all means. Sure. The ending of the last movie, implying a big final showdown of the White House between the last of the survivors, including Wesker and the heroes from the video games, seen in the sequels before this one and the army of the undead is never fully addressed. The fate of Alice's allies from the previous film was also never fully addressed. So this is just this person pointing out all the plot holes. Sure. Or the 
the loose ends that are never tied up. Sure. Wesker is suddenly a villain once again, and the Red Queen, who is once again modeled after a different child character, Dr. Marcus's da- daughter here, and Dr. Ashford's daughter in the second film, is now Alice's ally. Which, brief pause, Mila had one of the best fucking fu- funniest faces in the third one, when the White Queen, not the Red Queen, but the White Queen, yeah. the white guy, says to her, oh, and Alice, good luck. And me, Alice has, you have to look at me, I can't describe what it I'm is, not, but yeah. like, it's kind of like, yeah, okay, like, rolling their fucking eyes, like, yeah, thanks a lot, fucker. Like, <laughs> had this, fu- like, <laughs> Billy Yojovich has some of the best fucking, like, faces in this whole franchise. Okay, uh, uh, a different explanation from the one in the second movie is given about the identity of the T-Virus creator. In the second movie, Dr. Ashford created the T-Virus to keep it, help his ill daughter, the Red Queen's avatar is based on. Uh, but in this movie, it was Dr. Marcus who created the virus to help his own ill daughter, the Red Queen's avatar is actually based on, which was revealed to be Alice. It is implied that the Hive incident from the first film was not the first outbreak of the virus, even though Umbrella seemed to be unaware of the T-virus's zombie-turning side effect in the first film. Although Dr. Wesker and Dr. Isaacs are enemies in previous movies, and Wesker was Isaacs's boss, they are now allies, and Wesker is Isaacs's henchman. Oh, the possibility do, do that some to... of them may have been clones in previous films is the only explanation given. I'll, I'll take it a step further. Mm-hmm. In the games... There's the drinking game for this one. Instead of in the books, in the games. Um, in the games, Wesker's actually a part of the Stars team with Chris and Jill. And he uh-huh. gets captured and reprogrammed okay. by Umbrella. So he's I not agree. even an employee. You know what I'm saying? Like to what you're He's not even about. an antagonist. He just becomes an antagonist. He becomes later. an antagonist for sure. But yeah. it, it doesn't start that way. Yeah. All right. Alice herself is shown to be a clone, but it is never explained why the T-Virus was never tested on the original sickly Alice when it gave such supernatural abilities to her clones. So obviously you did explain that part. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I was just letting you go. Since you... <laughs> All right. Now this one, I actually noticed before I read this. The laser grid defense in the room adjacent to the Red Queen's CPU room never uses the inescapable laser pattern that killed off half the recon team in the original movie. The net pattern. I did notice that. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, it said they used different versions. Of, and, and as we're watching, we're like, oh, dude, fucking Isaacs is going to be fucking annihilated because of the fucking the grid. Well, I have I have theories about that. Now, whether or not I, I can I can validate it, it is a whole different conversation. But I at least have have theories. So the first theory is that Wesker was controlling that from the Red Queen's room, if you remember, because he she tries to turn on the automated system, and he's like, no, 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 leave it manual. I want to control it. So, do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, but except at that point, the Red Queen has immobilized him with crushing his leg. Okay, that is at that point. You're right. Okay, so forget that theory, but that was one. The other one is that if you notice, there's some fighting between the um, the laser grids, right? There's there's like the, they're down, and it's just it's it's Isaac's and Alice throwing each other into the walls and stuff, and that's the important part. They throw each other into walls, and and glass breaks and whatnot, and maybe because the lasers are coming out of those walls, that there's damage done to the laser grid to the point that it can't make that pattern. So it can still put lasers across, but it can't make that net pattern. It, it's just going to fuck everybody up. 
I could, I could definitely agree with that. I'll, I'll offer one more. At this point, the Red Queen is now an ally. And even though she's been shut down, she still boots herself up. She's still around. That's why she kills Wester sure, sure. to begin with. She could be controlling the grid to make it easier so she doesn't kill Alice, but she fucks up uh, uh, Isaacs. Yeah, but Alice still loses part of her hand. She loses, what, four But that's because he's fingers. holding her fucking right. hand up. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. But, which I had a problem with. Like, I, too. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with it if they were going to kill her, but when she doesn't die from the release of the antivirus, I mean, what? I don't know. But yeah, that's that's the only explanation I can give you for the laser. Those are the explanations I can give you for the for the laser grid. Right. The, there's, I, I, wait, there's a third possibility. Okay. That the OG Alice might have already been defrosted, for lack of a better phrase, at that point. She was. And so maybe she's in that room controlling the laser grid. Or stopping she it. Was, or... No, at, at that point she was looking at memories. She was uploading all those memories. That doesn't mean she couldn't have been doing two things at once. You can't multitask on a computer like that? Come on. Not when you were, like, about to fucking fry someone with a bunch of lasers. I mean, I that, that requires some dedication. You can't, like, half a glance that shit. <laughs> true. True. I don't know. I'm just just a thought, but yeah. <laughs> you want to know a pun that when we, when we first see all the clones of Alice, I looked at Steph and I said, Resident Meevil. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Listen. Let's let's um I don't really have a whole lot more I can say about these. Um oh, say that again. Remember when the detonator handed guy? Wesker, yeah. Why didn't he just put it under his body? His body weight would have kept it down and it wouldn't have blown up the place. It's not like he was infected with the T cell, he wouldn't reanimate. Do you know what she said? Part of it. So she said when Wesker had the fucking when Alice Gives him the thing to hold down the detonator if he lets go, go boom. Yeah. She's like, why didn't he just rest his body on that to prevent it from letting go and going boom? And I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, Resident Evil, though, logic. I mean, we're already talking about, like, why didn't the, the laser grid fucking work like it did in the first film? So. Well, I, I think, I also think, you know, that goes back to suspension of disbelief. Like, you have to, you know, movie tropes. You know what I mean? Like, you have to have. Yeah some degree of, like, all movies, unless you're watching some, like, serious intellectual thing, does not always use a lot of smarts. Do you know what I mean? Like, for things like that, oh. like, little lo- logical stuff like that, you know? Yeah, not these fucking movies, for sure. Yeah. But I think, I think we, I think we've talked these to death. I mean, I, I do, I, I do say that we, we have all these problems, and, and I get that, you know what I mean? And, and there are definitely issues, but, they're never meant to be like cinematic greatness. Like nobody, look, like no. But I'm serious. Like, like, like anyone who makes these movies, anyone who makes a movie is proud is proud of the movie they make, right? So I'm sure Paul Paul W S Anderson is proud of the project he worked on, and he loved being part of it because he loves the game and so forth and so on. But he knew he wasn't making an Oscar contender either. Like he knew. I this. think I think he tried the most in the first one. I think he was really true. For sure. But even then, it, well, I, he, he you have to make a game. You know you're not going to make a, a an Oscar contender with Resident Evil. Come on. Right. You know, so, like, he's not trying to make that that longevity, like, people are going to be talking about this movie 30, 40 years from now. I mean, we're getting close anyway, because, you know, but you they, get the point. They might be like, hey, remember that piece of shit? Well, okay. But they're not going to be talking about, like, that, like people talk about, like, Citizen Kane now or, or you know, things like right. that. It, 
I will add to the fact that I think Resident Evil, at least some of the films, not not the franchise on a whole, but some of the films, are break that mold of good comic. Uh, sorry, good video game movies because there is that cursed industry of video game movies are just usually awful. You know, a la Super Mario Brothers. It's funny you say that because that conversation comes up in my circles quite a bit because you know I hang out with a lot of gamers and they'll they'll ask that question and. For me, there's two there's two movies that have done it right, and they're in the both... Resident Evil franchise or, or no absolutely. in general. Okay. And okay. there's two movies that have done the video game movie transition First justice. Yeah. yeah, and it's Resident Evil One, mm-hmm. and it's the first Mortal Kombat, both directed by the same guy. Exactly, because this Which... this is a guy, he's a gamer. He it, it's clear to me from the conversation I watched the the thing I watched on the the featurette. This dude is a gamer. Well, it was also a requirement for some of the actors. He said, you have to play the game. You have to try and play the game. And if you can't play the game, you have to watch someone else play the game. That's fair. I could see that. Um, where would you throw Tomb Raider in? Did you, were you a big Tomb Raider player? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I love the Tomb Raider franchise. Um, I liked the remake Tomb Raider, the one that came out a number of years ago. Mm-hmm. Way better than the Angelina Jolie ones. However, here's the thing, right, with those, and I don't want to get into a huge thing, but Tomb Raider, the game, went through a reboot of sorts a number of years ago. So, for the original Laura Croft and the original way that Tomb Raider was created and plays and all that, Angela Jolie hits it perfect. She really does. She was a great... Laura Croft. The movies are story-wise are are okay, but she plays a great Laura Croft. The second Tomb Raider reboot was a better movie. Was not only a better movie, but more resembled the franchise reboot of the games as well. Like it. it Whereas the actress Alicia Vikander no. is a good actress, but did not did not do the character as much justice. No, she did. She did. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That that movie. That second that reboot of the Tomb Raider movies that lines up with the reboot of the Tomb Raider games, and I actually had forgotten about it, so thank you for pointing it out, it might be the best adaptation I've ever seen of a video game. Not it. There's not a lot. I mean, Max Payne was awful. Max, Max Payne is one of yeah. the worst fucking movies Max, I've ever Max seen. Max Payne was terrible. Street Fighter is atrocious. With the exception of Raul Julia, the guy who plays Gomez. Yeah, I know who Raul Julia is. He, he, he's fine... But even the character of Bison was terrible. He did a Agreed. great job with what he was given. No right. arguments, because Raul Julia is a great fucking actor. But the, and it was his last film. He died in the middle. Yeah, I remember. Of the yeah, but the the movie is atrocious. Now there's another one that I like, but I wouldn't say is as good. It's called Street Fighter: The Legend of Chung Li, and it's not the the the, the biggest name in that is um. I, I want to say no, Chris Klein, the guy from the American Pie movies. Oh yeah, Oz. Oz, yeah, he's in it, so he's the biggest name you're gonna know from from that, I think. Oh uh, no, and um, Neil Mc Neil McDonough, you you know him? Yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me you. Maybe Neil I've McDonald's? got his name wrong. No, I think it's McDonough. Uh, hold on, he he's um. Oh, I, I think the uh, the guy who plays um in Captain America one with the mustache. With the mustache, the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. he he Mc, plays okay. he plays Bison in that in this movie. He's Bison. 
and it, it's a different take on Bison. It's very sure. similar to the different take they did with Kingpin in uh, Daredevil. Not, Daredevil not versus the, Daredevil the show. Right. Not the, not the racial change, because obviously with Daredevil, they made him African-American. But, but they definitely made they took Bison a different direction in this movie, this, this Street so you, Fighter movie. So, so you would say Resident Evil... Uh, how about this? As Resident Evil as a franchise, do you think it's it breaks sort of that curse of video game movies? For a franchise, yeah, it's probably the only franchise that's done it well. Because Mortal Kombat one is good and two is a piece of trash. Annihilation is fucking terrible. You know, Steph, what do you got? Steph gave me. I guess I guess we're supposed to explain this during the recording. So, uh, Steph's. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I got irritated with how the T-Virus affected the average person with increased speed, aggression, and intellect. Movie 1, zombies akin to Shot of the Dead, or in that, in which case, Night of the Living Dead. Movie 6, zombies akin to World War Z. No explanation how or why. Well, that goes back to something she can't hear because she doesn't have the headphones on. Just explain it to her later, but it's, it's, it's okay. how they evolve in the game. And so it, the games and the movie did evolve at, or evolve at the same pace. So in so, that regard. Right. So Steph, evolution, that's all it is. And, and yeah. They, they, they mutated and evolved. That's all it is. Because they did the same thing in, no, in the... Don't look at me like I just fucking ruined your spirit, lady. Like, I'm telling you, that's what he says. That's what's consistent with the games. That's the only explanation that... Like, if she Honey, doesn't like running zombies, she's going to hate watching you play 5 and 6. I guarantee it. He says, if you don't like running zombies, you're going to hate it when I play Resident Evil 5 and 6. All right, look, 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 look. this goddamn good time I was over with. CJ here with a few thank yous and let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and comment. If you want to agree with or yell at us, Follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew. Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. You're all going to die down here. My name is Joe, and I'm a home decor overspender. Bye, Joe!
I made a breakthrough. I found HomeSense. It's unreal. So many brand name sofas. I bought one. Oh, wow, really? It's okay. The price is so low. Lighting, unexpected. Rugs, handcrafted. Wall art, eclectic. I go back like every week. <gasps> no, it's always different. New unique decor, same great savings. Every time you go. Field trip. HomeSense, standout pieces, outstanding prices.